Hello, beautiful people. It is a, oh my gosh, it's Super Positive Thursday, June 16th, 2022. This sports show shall begin. Let's ride. All right. Every time. It's we never talk good. about it before the show starts. We just kind of, as that beat drops, we all kind of look at each other and we know mm-hmm. the right thing to say is, Let's ride. Because this show is about to begin. And right now, we might be in the stable. We might be in the barn. But we're getting the saddles. We're tossing them on the sports talk horses. And we are about to ride off for the next three hours into glorious, legendary sports chatter that everybody on earth is going to wish that they did not watch or hear. (laughs) Mount up. That's right. We're all mounting up because today is obviously a massive day because we have Sham Sharania joining us in just about 17 minutes or so. A.J. Hawk will join us. Maybe we'll get a call from an NHL Stanley Cup champion because last night the Stanley Cup finals kicked off in beautiful fashion in Colorado. The Avalanche hopped out to a very early lead. Two zip, then 3-1, then 3-3, then overtime. Penalty kill after... An incredibly unfortunate event happened to Patty yeah, Maroon. He did right. obviously he did not deserve that for all the things he has done for the game and how many championships he has won. Mm-hmm. He did not deserve that puck just to hop up out of there. But in overtime, the Colorado Avalanche, a team that is supposed to be in the Stanley Cup final since the very beginning, take a 1-0 lead with a beautiful, beautiful goal getting Vasilevsky off his mark going from one side of the net to the other, not being quick enough. Mm. Well said. We will dive into that chatter about what we can look forward to. Perfect start for the NHL in what they had to have been looking for with their Stanley Cup. It was electrifying. There was a big-time comeback. There was great plays. There was great goals. And it went into free hockey afterwards. Everybody's going to love that. The NBA is back on tap for this evening. Obviously, the finals are something the world has been chattering about because are the Golden State Warriors the softest team on earth? Are they the most talented team on earth? And will the Boston Celtics fans not be scumbags. Today, Boston is celebrating something massive. Obviously, the Open is happening this morning in Brookville. Uh, Brookline. Brookline. So close. Brookline, Massachusetts. Then the Red Sox have a game this afternoon. Then tonight, the Celtics play in an NBA Finals. So if you're in Boston, you're a masshole, a New England sports fan. Today could be, from beginning to end, one of the greatest days of your life. Unless Steph Curry comes Mm. and does his big dick dance all over your town because last game he was off that ankle going to happen on back-to-back nights. Quentin Richardson said, this ain't normal. Mm-hmm. We'll dive into all that and more. Hopefully some of your phone calls on the 5 energy phone line. one 833 The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor. We'll dive into the day that Boston is having today with all the sports. And then at Ty Schmidt, dressed fantastically. Yeah. What's the occasion? You look amazing. Well, you know, when we get into these dog days of summer, sometimes I, I, I'm coming down, I know how hot it is, and I'm just trying to have some solidarity for the farmers out there who are wearing the same thing that I'm wearing yeah. out in the fields today. You know, a lot of acres tending the, the seeds that they're putting down. Um, it's almost kind of like a National Hayseed Day, so I kind <laughs> of wanted to just say... You know what? I'm I'm thinking about you guys. I know you're out there. I know it's hot. I know yeah. it's hard work. I just don't want them to think I'm not thinking about it. And them. while they're cruising That's around there, John Deere. That's right. And whether they have a nice new cockpit that has an air conditioning in there and oh, living yeah. the high life with a, a internet, Sirius XM, everything the, like that. Yeah. We we appreciate you uh, getting to the point of your farming biz where you can afford that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're out there on an open cockpit, Ooh. that's right. And you're just tilting the land. This is on your phone, Bluetooth, or maybe headphones that are plugged into the old school Android, and you're listening or watching. We appreciate the hell out of you. We do. Right we do. Absolutely. And I feel like sometimes those guys don't get quite enough credit, you know. Right. So I just, every once in a while, 
put put the uniform on, and I want to let them know I'm thinking about it. How about them. the ones in Bobcats? Well, they ain't listening to this show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, we've had enough Bob, uh, Bobcat slander on this show that I think they well, have yeah, they do bowed that. out of the convo a long, long time, time ago. ago. Long, God. long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to all the farmers. That's shout right. Out. America farmers. needs farmers. Love you, farmers. Love America you. needs land. Again. Yeah. Well, that land. is true. And, and on that land, America needs, needs farmers. farmers. Yep. I got some farming friends out there. These these hot temperatures are not necessarily no, fantastic no, for anybody. Oh, really? Because you do need the sun, of course, whenever you're talking about growing shit. But the temperature uh, control for some of this shit is obviously getting very difficult. Right. Uh, right. Chicken houses and such, I believe, are going through some stuff as well. I believe whenever you talk about uh, cows and shit, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think the heat is great. I think the heat has become a problem for everybody, including... Anybody that has air conditioning at their house right now. Yeah. Was your house 80 last night inside? It, very hot. Very, very hot. My yes. Is my AC just bitch-made AC? Like, why can't it combat what's going on change right Change filter? Huh? You got to change filter. Did you change filter? Change filter. It, it fucking yelled at me a couple weeks ago to change mm-hmm. filter whenever okay. it came on. I, I, That's all I got. I was, well, that is that does always seem to be the answer. Sure. Take it out, blow on it, put it back in. Mm-hmm. I just think this heat is just a motherfucker. I, I, I think this heat is Michael Jordan game six. Yeah. yeah. Clay Thompson game six. That's right. Well, I, I think that is what this heat is right now. It is thick all across America. We hope everybody is obviously in good, uh, good spirits. You know, you could try the rooms that you don't use. Uh, go in there, close the door, close the vents so that those those rooms don't need to be cooled. They oh, this is like in a car when you shut the vents off on the passenger seat just so the driver's seat gets those more. Those rooms don't need to steal your coolness from the mm. house, the part of the house you're using. You're 100% right. Smart. We need to go. I'm doing that. How long is this heat? Is this staying all week? Oh, so yeah. Uh, weekend's supposed to be nice, and then uh, next week's supposed to be, I think, the same as this week. Yeah. Like yeah. 100? It's been oh, like yeah. 100 three straight days. Yeah. In the 90s every day next yep. week. Probably oh, above 100 fuck. with next the heat Tuesday, index. Next Tuesday, uh, plus 99. Yeah, plus ninety nine or negative? it's at ninety nine, a little bit, a little plus next to it. So, so it's gonna 90, be up there. Ninety nine plus, plus, <laughs> plus ninety nine. Oh, so, so I, guess, I, I don't yeah. know if we just ran a room they couldn't we do three zero. digits. Yeah, 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 I understand what you're saying. Oh, yeah, ninety nine plus, it's coming, it's coming, it's fucking. We're staring down the barrel of oh my god, it is too thick. But it ain't time for us to talk about that. Joe Nardo. Rest in peace. Oh, man. He would have told us how to handle this. A Pittsburgh weatherman meteorologist who knew more than anybody else, and he passed away, and everybody's just fucking guessing now. Uh, Is a tornado coming? We don't know. Are aliens going to pop off in uh, fucking Illinois and then create one? Who knows? The heat is on its way. We need to get through it. What we need to realize, though, is tonight, Mm -hmm. Boston Celtics proved everybody they're dead. Whoa. Connor, your thoughts on how the game's going to go this evening, pal? And is Boston alive? The Open's up there. Yeah. And guys are golfing right now. Tone will keep us updated, obviously, with another Tone's Tasted Tournament talk because there's a tournament happening as we are live. It's a major. There's some NWO Live guys in there. Yep. Right. There's some uh, PGA yeah. guys yep. in there. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's a little bit of shit talk. Roy McIlroy just hit one of the worst golf shots we've ever seen a professional hit, but that's what the USGA does to the course. Then Red Sox, then the Celtics game tonight. It's a big time to be a mass hole, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Huge. We should have sent you to this. Uh, I don't know about that. Did we that. know this was happening? How long do we know this was happening? We should have sent your mass hole ass right back to mass to figure out how this is going and why did this come up on us so fast. We should have known that this was coming, Connor. Well, I, we, I think I knew it was coming, aside from the Sox at 1 o'clock, because, you know, baseball season doesn't really start till next week. I did know the Celtics-U.S. Open was happening. But, yeah, this is what happens when, you know, you're from a sports town where teams play deep into the playoffs, usually make a championship or two every year. And that's what we have with the Celtics. I'm not that worried about the Game 6, Clay, especially because you said it. U.S. Open, 
to Red Sox to Celtics. You know how boozed up these people are going to be in the crowd tonight. What did Clinton Richardson say? He said he was staying downtown Boston. Yeah. Two p.m. Yeah, two p.m. Game started at nine. Two p.m. People are already chanting and screaming outside, boozed up, and he got chills yes. when the Celtics jogged into the TD Garden for the first time uh, the other night. Whenever Clay Thompson and Draymond Green was saying, real class. Yeah, real class. Real nice. Couldn't even imagine them having a fucking 6.30 tea time to watch all oh. the way going into a 9 o'clock tip-off tonight. Those massholes are going to be unglued. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they're not going to be tired either because guess what? No one's Cocaine. working today. Oh. Cocaine. Oh, oh, I mean, I do. Oh, I, I do. That's, that's, no one's working. Sure. Okay. No one's working because of all the events. So you know, work ended yesterday. This Boston a, Cocaine Town or Adderall Town? I, you know, I think they dabble in the blow. I don't know how <laughs> heavy really since Whitey left, but I assume there's still a copious amount of cocaine, you know, going in and out of the Boston Harbor. I did, I did not know. And uh, we talk about it every time the thing comes up, uh-huh. and obviously, I have experienced. The experience of Cacania before. Sure. Not for me. Very thankful that it's not for me and I don't enjoy it uh, because it is taking over people's lives or whatever. But I thought that was very much an older thing. Like, hey, it doesn't happen anymore. There's a lot of suits and stuff that just, you know, like fucking McConaughey and everything. I didn't know that is a real thing that takes place. I thought that was all Hollywood. Had to be back in the day whenever shit hit the fan. I guess these people still very much have little sniffers in their pockets and shit. And if you're going to have a 6.30 a.m. cheering for the U.S. Open all the way into a Red Sox game, baseball stuff. Do you imagine that thing just draining you over there in that old mm-hmm. ass ballpark that has well, no nothing? It's just well, shittiest ballpark mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. Then you're gonna so from sun record breaking heats. Yes, yeah. you're at a golf tournament, cooked, mm-hmm. standing, cooked, walking, yeah, cooked, right into a baseball game, cooked, sitting, <sighs> sleeping, yeah, boozing, cooked into that game tonight. Oh, they're gonna need some sort. Yeah, probably just five hour energy. If they're probably, yeah, that's right. probably a lot of five hour, but that's longer than five hours. They're gonna need three of them, I yeah, think, today. Yeah. This could, maybe what if TD Garden's dead tonight because the guys have, uh, and ladies have wasted all their energy oh, on the golf oh. tournament in a basic ass Red Sox regular season baseball game. Well, exactly. Fortunately for us, it's the Thursday of a four day golf tournament. It's a you know beginning of the season, almost at the halfway point for baseball. If they're gonna be low about something, it's the golf or the baseball. They're gonna show up at the Garden, and like you said, there's probably gonna be fifty to. 75,000 vials of cocaine flowing around Boston Jesus. today. So, Jesus. I mean, people are going to be rowdy. I'm sorry. This Listen, is we don't want people to do it. No, we don't. And By the way, not good. Don't do it. Don't do don't cocaine. Do don't do cocaine. Or or any of those other hard drugs. But weed is legal in Massachusetts. So drug dealers... It's... Well, they're dead. They'll be sleeping the whole day. Yeah, I can't have no, it. No, no, no. You can't just be outside cooking up there. It no. doesn't matter what type of sativa you're smoking when it's 105 degrees and you're watching the sport of baseball. That might no. as well be like raindrops. Yeah. That's what baseball is. I wish it could become uh, something that they sell for people to help sleep. Like, hey, you got insomnia? Boom! Welcome to baseball. Mm-hmm. Out like a light. And I won't say weed helps or doesn't help with that. I, is it fully recreational legal up there? Fully recreational, yeah. Bunch oh, my of, God. Bunch so Mass- Massachusetts is a pretty good place, huh? Oh, Massachusetts <laughs> is awesome, yeah. And it's you know not too big of a city, not too small of a city. All four sports teams compete every year into the playoffs. I mean, I'm, I don't want to pat Boston's back, but, yeah, it's the greatest city on the planet. Sorry. I, and now that weed's legal and all these <laughs> cocaine prices are lower than they've ever been. Oh, so, okay. I've yeah. so I've heard. So I've heard. Not, not, not from experience. So I've heard, you know. 
know, it, it's great. You're and, a natural energy guy. Yeah, exactly. Natural energy guy. By the way, we like should keep this. our eyes on Connor as we continue to go through this life to make sure that his energy does remain natural. For right. Fire sure. energy, yeah. not yes. cooking Connor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. I got the Could juice. be fun. Yeah. I mean, it, no, 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 it no, is pretty it's fun. It's not good. That drug fucking ruins lives. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't know, though. No, we do, actually. I have seen plenty of occasions. Sure, I'm saying, yeah, I agree, but Connor could be different. That's true. I don't think so. I, I think it all ends the same way with okay. those drugs. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to advocate. If you're consistently doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think that's the thing for you to advocate. <laughs> Bradley Cooper turned his life around. Well, that was a limitless drug. Yeah. He was also he, actually addicted to cocaine, cocaine as addict. well. In real life? Yes. Yeah, in RL. Oh, I thought you were talking about the limitless drug. No, no. no, he's sober that now. Too, though. Though. <laughs> that too, though. That too, though. I mean, I mean that, was, that was Adderall. Ah, uh, was it? Close. You just learn how to play the piano whenever you take Adderall. Yeah, I don't think so. A lot of people were trying. To, I think Adderall was trying to get people to sell Adderall on that Limitless movie. And I'm like, all right, I tried it one time. I did want to jump over a fence and through a wall and everything. But I don't think if I would have sat down, I would have been able to twiddle the um, twine any better than I did the day before. That thing, it was just like you pick it up immediately. Adderall was a substitution for cocaine. Wasn't oh, yeah. it? It's I a mean, methamphetamine, that, yeah. People just need to stay off all of it. Yeah, no drugs. Just smoke yeah. weed in legal right. states. Uh -huh. Like Massachusetts. I did not know Massachusetts had legalized marijuana. Is oh, yeah. that new? Uh, no, I think this. I, I believe it got voted on in 2018, and it like really actually started because of all the. Why do we bury that place? Oh, because the people. Well, yeah. and I don't know because lately we haven't been burying it because of the people. We've actually been kind of spotlighting it because of the fans and how awesome. Yeah. Like, tonight's going to be awesome. Tonight's yeah. going oh, to be yeah. wild. I like, mean, this is how sports fans are supposed yes, to do. Exactly. With that being said, we wish it was somewhere else, don't yeah. we? Yeah, we do. Well, not we all, all of us. We, we all do. wish it was somewhere not else. Not all of us, no. We all That'd wish nice, it was another yeah. city. You could just pick up what their performance are about to exactly. happen in another city. Exactly. No, no, sure. everyone we thinks don't. that. Yeah, everyone because thinks that. if it was Boston in another place, you'd just hate that other place because of how it is in Boston. I mean, I... It, I don't like, think Mad Dog even had Boston on his top five. He didn't. No, he didn't. But he didn't have Pittsburgh either. Yeah. Detroit was number two. Because they don't have the basketball team. Cleveland was number, number one. Number two so city in America. We know, we know what the mad dog was trying uh, to do. The okay. scale? Yeah, he was trying to bring These some... These stink. Yeah, bring uh, some people Fans out of the don't woods. show up. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland, Detroit. <laughs> Which is interesting because Detroit actually had the lowest attendance ever for their Thanksgiving game this last year. Oh, but. yeah, well, because... Stafford is gone. Well, not only because of that, but also because uh, the only game you guys went to is when you guys knew you could boo the owner. That's yeah. right. Lions don't count either. Red Wings, Tigers, and Pistons are great. They've sucked Everyone for so long. I can't believe you guys have four major sports. Every single one of those. Hey, Think about it. That's the downfall of... Uh, the city of Detroit. Yeah. Think about what was projected to be Detroit when they had four major sports teams there, right? Yeah. They were the boom. They're building everything. Uh -huh. This is Motor City. Yep, hub of the industry. This is how it's going to go. Now, it's not Detroit's fault that whatever happened happened. I mean, it's happened in a lot of cities across the entire country with factories and other businesses and everything like that. But Detroit has fallen mightily oh, since yeah. the projections of what Detroit was going to be. From 2000 right? to 2010, the sports teams were rocking, aside from the Lions. How about the city, though? We're talking about the city well, as a whole. Well, the city. My dad has always had this ongoing thing my whole life. He's like, hey, five to ten years from now, Detroit's going to be a great place, and he still says it to this day, and I'm 27. <laughs> well, that, like, I'm that's dead awesome. serious about that. Yeah, yeah you, you and he also has taught you the 10-7 playoff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. You yeah, know, it seems to be yeah. the same thing. But back in the day, you Detroit... drink enough beer, anything seems good enough. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why a guy cracks one open every yeah. day, three o'clock. Right. Every day. Still live here. <laughs> the, um, real quick, though, Detroit back in the day was fucking awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
Because I think there's entire businesses that were sprouted up around the car industry. Because like yeah. marketing agencies, just yep. like everybody uh, from Mad Men, like those, mm-hmm. there was marketing agencies that were just calling home there mm-hmm. because of all the different car styles. There was businesses growing. There was everything. And then what happened? Uh, manufacturing just got moved yeah. out when, of Detroit. When the Model T was around, like Detroit was fucking booming. But yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Something to think about. It might be the white boy Rick curse. Once they fuck that kid over, maybe There's Detroit kind of. It's not just here. I mean, Detroit has been one of the most crooked places yeah. I think, yeah. for a long, long time. 100%. Not that, by the way, we came from a town where fucking the PTO just treasurer just robbed an elementary school yeah. of four thousand bucks. Four thousand yeah. bucks is probably the all the money that was in that account. Yeah, <laughs> and the PTO treasurer showed up in an ATM with a clown nose on a Subaru, mm. fucking withdrew eight hundred dollars until they take four thousand and said, "No more trips to Washington D.C. You fucks, <laughs> stay in these hills of Palm Borough for the rest of your lives." <laughs> so I'm not judge. I don't want to cast too much judgment or th- throw any stones at anybody. Right. But Detroit was once called the Paris of the Midwest, and now I don't think anybody. Everybody's saying we 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 want to live here. No, 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 no. no, no, no. We need to try to be back. The people don't deserve it. Loyal yeah. sports fans. That's the point. That's what Mad Dog put us number two in America ahead of all of your teams. So Mad Dog was just saying, hey, I'll be the fucking hero. Yeah, yeah I'll put exactly. a cape on. Right. I'll make these people feel good about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Good for fucking Mad Dog. Nice job, Mad, Mad Dog. Dog. He, I believe his reason for Cleveland too was the fact that they, you know, had a parade when they went zero sixteen. Oh, he, he respected that. I think so. Yeah. And Jim Brown, when he was playing, they were <laughs> fucking rowdy. How are the Guardians? Guardians, uh, they're decent. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Are there fans ch- saying Guardians? I think so. That's mm-hmm. not what I see. I mean, I'm sure there's a big sub. I'm sure there's a big subsection in Cleveland that isn't happy that Chief Wahoo is not a hat anymore. I would guess there's a baseball team in this town that I'm. Yeah, uh-huh. same name. Mitt will walk in here with a hoodie on. Yeah. I'm like, Mitt, you can't, can't wear do that, that anymore. Mitt, you can't. What you're doing? That right is there. crazy. But yeah, it's a, it's a Pirates affiliate, right? So they probably just don't care. Because it's Pirates? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. The Guardians are currently number two in the AL Central. Whoa. There you go. Wow. So their fans, it's, a, it's a terrible As division. soon as they change the name, they fucking become successful. Maybe huh. the Buccos need to change their name. Never. Pittsburgh Yenzers. Fucking put them out there. <laughs> change the team. Sell the team. Get no, a new jump. team in there. Keep the fly the flag or whatever the yep. fuck yeah. it is. Raise Jolly Roger. Raise Jolly Roger. Pittsburgh people. <laughs> there it is. Huh? They just did like the Pittsburgh people. Why don't you shut the fuck and up? And they had famous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. They had famous. They had Joe DiNaro and what's that guy from Bob and Apachola? Billy Gardell. Oh, Billy, Billy Gardell. Gardell. They just yeah. put like famous Yinzers on their shirts. You. That'd be sweet. Bob like and Apachola. Like it's Mike and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That'd be sweet. The Pittsburgh people. And you get to keep the P. The P is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the P is awesome. A lot of money being made off those fucking hats that that piece of shit that owns that team gets oh, to collect. Yeah. Yeah. Just because oh, the yeah. P is so cool. He didn't create it, by the way. No, no, no. He just has been able to reap the benefits of it for a long, <laughs> long, 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 long time. Anyways, baseball stinks. There's no reason for us to talk about it. Who won the 50K yesterday? Who knows? We probably should have promoted that. We did not know we were running it back. It's no. impossible. But we'll see you next we time. Talked about it. Did mine hit? No. No. Okay. Mine hit. <laughs> <laughs> Having looked into it, I do. Uh, my FanDuel account mm-hmm. currently suffering from a terrible case of lack of funds. Yeah. I do believe oh, there yeah. is a deposit match right now on FanDuel. I mean, it might just See, be because I, I, I first so time much. deposit no, or no, like current deposit for the next three days. And so it, they know that they've just been cleaning their yeah. house. Yeah. They have got the broom out and said, oh, welcome to all the sports you guys don't know shit about, <laughs> yeah. but would like to gamble on them. Just say you have a horse in a race. Oh, hey, well, imagine we every 
What we're seeing on the back end, FanDuel saying, is that a lot of you need to come back. We do feel a little bit bad about it. Yeah. So we will match up to what? What do you think? Uh, it, is? it was up to 400 for me, but that might be because I've lost so much on the Celtics the last two games. So I might vary. So mine might be up to, to, up to 70,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> might be I am in quite a cold streak. Don, how you doing? You winning? Uh, well, I had a really good start to the week. What was it, last night, Wednesday? Wednesday? I was 13 and 1 and 1 to start the week. And then last night, I think, was like Man, 1 know, and 2 or something. Do you know how pumped I would be if I saw 13 They're of those tall, green trophies in my settled bets? Come on. <laughs> I haven't seen 13 of those trophies in months. Yeah. No, no, no. Months Middle and months. Of the football season. I'm looking for this. Patty Maroon plus 3,200 scored a first goal last night. Felt good. Obviously didn't. What's that all about? <laughs> I don't know. First basket, first touchdown, money suckers. Method of first basket plus a thousand. Steph Curry three pointer. That's gonna happen. Uh-huh. Good. Doesn't. Uh, yeah. His auto porter. Tony would do a layup or something. <laughs> yeah. So he's I, the king of first baskets. Yeah, he really is. He's all over. I yeah. did see Gump went four one and one, and he I did. don't know how we did not tail Gump yesterday after the oh, day true. he was having. Uh, that's a good that point. was a big miss I when I saw money. that. Joining us now, I'm no money. None. Lack of funds, I believe, is a uh, Dave LaGreca word for busted open. Oh, I'll make sure really? I give him credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sells his shirts. He says he suffers from lack of funds. So please buy the shirt to fucking, you know, put Help a roof over yeah. my head. Yeah. Help. Good rib. But that's where I'm at right now on FanDuel, and they know it. They know it. I wouldn't be surprised if that match thing was directly because of me with how much I've just been mm. donating back to them. Joining us now is a man who will help us get back on the right side of winning things. Here we go. Uh, A man who has more information than anybody else does about the association. There was actually a scorecard for the trade deadline and free agency and everything. And this man has won it in back-to-back years. He might be young in the game, but he's old in talent. Senior NBA insider for the Athletic in the Stadium. Friend of the show. The always handsome Sean Sharanya. Pat, what's going on? I'm in Boston right now, Hell man. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in your guys' city. Yeah. We were just burying that city for a good <laughs> portion of the beginning of this show because there's not really much to talk about. But that place is happening. The Open this morning, Red Sox in the afternoon, then obviously finals game tonight. It is, is it electrifying in that city right now? I assume there is a good buzz that is palpable walking around the streets there, Shams? Definitely a buzz. This was my first time at TD Garden during games three and four and the environment there. Especially when they were winning, when they won that game three, I mean, it's just electric. Even in game four, when they lost, like those these fans are rabid. They've had a few run-ins with players, you know, Kyrie Irving. Different guys have said things about the fans here, but the, the fans are passionate. And, and to me, you, I love that. Like I love being in, in an environment where the fans are just so in, into the game and passionate like that. Shams, it feels like everybody that we have any respect for says the same exact thing you just said. Then the people that we don't really have much respect for are like, well, real classy. You know, I almost became a non-fan of the Golden State Warriors without Klay Thompson acted and how Draymond Green's lady acted about those Boston Celtics fans. But I think it's a little bit deeper in the NBA. Don't the players and the fans kind of have like a, they hate each other, right? Isn't this kind of documented now over the last couple of years because it's a much more personal relationship? And do Celtics fans know that, obviously? And are they just going to turn this up to a 10 tonight? I fucking hope so, Shams. I think there are like there are really two fan bases. I think Utah and Boston, for whatever reason, I feel like there's always like well, an I, incident. There's always yeah. there's always an energy that sparked that <clears throat> that to me is a little different than maybe other arenas. Right. But I think you know me personally, Catholics and, and Mormons, I think, never would have guessed. Know, Adam Adam <laughs> Silver was quoted saying something like this: "Like the passion and fan, that's what you want to see. You don't want it to be 
overcharged or directed in a very negative way. Of course, like do. you don't want to see do, fan yeah. bases saying "f you" to players and why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Like it's unfortunate, but it's a part of the game. Like I was just, I was thinking, you know, back to when 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 those comments were made about when the fans were chanting, you know, "f Draymond" or whatever. Like I feel like JJ Redick, you know, like high level college players were getting fu chance all the time in middle school and high school i mean probably middle school you know high school college and then when they got to the pros it kind of diminished i think when you're getting fu chance in the pros i feel like that's a sign of respect like yes. that's symbolic of like next level just just respect from the fans to the player because not every player is getting fu chance like you got to be a pretty damn good player to get fu chance in the nba completely concur i'm happy you're on our side of this because you know, it feels like a lot of people in the NBA have come out against, like, the Celtics fans and stuff. We need that. Yes. Yeah. That you need that energy. Need I, I, Adam Silver, I think, I think they asked Adam Silver about the FU chance, and Adam Silver was just like, that, that's the type of passion you want from fans. You'd rather be in a passionate environment than one that's, you know, quiet, subdued. Um, you know, those are not the, the the right environment. Okay, let's talk about tonight then. What are your vibes? What are your feelings? Everybody's healthy. Everybody's feeling good. It's the finals. Who cares? Are they testing for COVID anymore? Is that son of a bitch in the back uh, or in the rear view? What do we got to think going into the night? Anything that should sway us one way or another betting, Shams? No COVID. Um, you know, thankfully, you know, the, the NBA is only testing based on uh, symptoms and no player, you know, no coach, to my knowledge, has entered protocols. Adam Silver, you know, we're, we're going to get information here soon later today if Adam Silver is going to be attending the game. But this is a potential elimination. game. will Adam Silver be there to deliver the trophy? He was just in COVID protocols. Uh, for game five. So we'll see if he's going to end up making it to Boston and being cleared uh, after a few days off. But as Adam far Silver? as on the yeah. court, Adam no Silver and Fox? per se, Steph Curry came oh. out of his game. Is this uh, like an executive level COVID coming out? Is this is this COVID C-suite? Oh, is, this, no. is this COVID chief suite? We got Fox got it. Yeah. Silver got it. Mm -hmm. Right. Snyder got it. Snyder yeah. got it. <laughs> Oh, no. He did. He I mean, went listen, to a country that didn't at, have at this point, if you're getting it, you know, the hope is that it's not that bad, right? And Whoa! Chomps! Chomps! Tread lightly, sir! Chomps, you were a journalist. You were going to get killed for what you just yeah. said by people. What did, Now, say it again, because I, I want to make sure. <laughs> I said, hopefully he's not feeling too bad. Hopefully the symptoms aren't too bad. We this guy doesn't too. take it serious. Yeah, we careful. hope so, too, okay. but <laughs> you need to take this a little bit more serious, Chomps. As far as on the court. Who is this guy, Aaron? Rogers? I, I do have some good news. Robert Williams. We've been talking about Robert Williams. Ooh. You know, at length. Uh, you know, when he came back in that series against Brooklyn, we broke when he came back. Um, there is some good news. I'm told he is pretty much close to 100% healthy with that knee injury. He's feeling a lot better. He's had to get his knee drained at different points, but he is, I'm told, feeling like he's 100%. He's got that pop back in his knee. They're going to keep Whoa. listing him as questionable. But he, he's feeling good. He's going to play tonight. I would expect him to play big minutes. We'll see what Ime Udoka does. But I expect an, an, an intense environment tonight in Boston. I expect the fans will be rowdy. Um, we'll see. I mean, Boston has not lost three games in a row. I can't remember the last time they lost three games in a row. It must have been when they were 18 and 21 oh. uh, early in the season in January. Oh, is this so starting Starting to look similar to those days, Connor? No, not at all. No, Shams. Feels Connor like has a question for you, Shams. Yeah, massive bounce back coming, Shams, is what you're basically saying. But Ime Udoka also kind of hinted at changing the start in lineup. Do you know anything about that? Is maybe Al Horford coming off the bench and a little Derek White to start the game, perhaps? What have you heard? 
I have not been definitively told anything, but I'm going to go back to what they did. I believe in the Milwaukee series, they removed Al Horford and they started, or no, I think they removed Grant, uh, Robert Williams. They removed one of those bigs, Al or, or Robert, and they put in Grant Williams in the starting lineup. And Grant Williams is a guy that when he plays big minutes, he has a big impact. He has not played significant minutes yet in this series. He's played, you know, sporadically 12, 15 minutes at, at, at times. So if they do make a lineup change, I would look at Grant Williams. If he's able to have a bigger role in this series, in this game tonight, could be a difference maker. You, uh, all right, we'll move on away from the game. Can't wait to hear and see how it goes. And hopefully you don't just get, you know, stared down for whatever you report about people. I mean, the last time this guy was at a game, right, Kevin Durant tried to kill him with his yeah, eyes? That's right. Yeah, I did. That's exactly right. Totally. Stop! Hey, don't be don't be mean mugging anybody out there, Sean. Like you're always so friendly on this show. I know. They go in that arena, you're locked in. I always have a stoic face when I'm watching games. So I don't know if, if guys get upset. I don't know if I should be smiling or what. But you're you're always gonna get a pretty focused face from me. Are you on the wood tonight or what? I don't think I'm on the wood. Oh. Uh, I don't I don't know where I'm at. We, we you know real. I'm at Grantsville with the Athletic. We have a lot of writers, so I'll be. I'll, 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 I'll figure out a spot somewhere. So if somebody else at the Athletic gets a better seat than you, do you immediately put that into your list? Like, yeah, oh, all right, fascinating. Oh, good to know. Oh, fascinating. That's how nah, this goes. I'm, I'm, I'm working I'm all night. Yeah. It's all good. I'm on my phone I'll, 20 I'll, hours I'll, a day. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. figure out a seat. I have to <laughs> remind myself to drink water. I yeah. have to set an alarm <laughs> to drink water because yeah. I'm looking for scoops all day, every and day. Lunch. Eat oatmeal and this, with a fork. And that's, By the way, I had oatmeal with a fork. But that's because I save my, my the spoons for my scoops. Just saying. Oh, you know, like news. I save Hell yeah. my spoons news. for my scoops. News scoops. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that. We learned a lot about you last time we were on here. Do you remember that when you were clanking that fork around the bowl? Man, man I was so passionate giving my responses. I was banging the, the, the oatmeal bowl and mm -hmm. it, yeah, it was, it, it was a lot. You know, only this show gets me passionate when we're talking about this. Oh, let's go. We're Come lucky on. to have you. Let's dive into another uh, news break, a scoop that you took a big spoon out of last <laughs> night. Um, Christian Wood traded to the Dallas Mavs. Everybody was wondering how the hell they were going to make that team better around Luka. This seems to be the right play. Internet-wide, everybody's positive about this trade. That's got to be great news for the Mavs. Are the Rockets dead? How did this come to be, and what do you think the Mavericks do next? So from the Dallas perspective, they wanted a big man, you know, a potential starting five moving forward, a guy that they can entrust and guy that can score, can rebound, do all the, you know, really do everything in a, in a prototypical five. And Christian Wood has all the talent to do that. You know, I really like in this situation of when Christian Wood first signed with the Rockets a couple years ago, and he was entering a team with James Harden. And that was pre-James Harden trade request. Then James Harden asks out, he leaves. But when James Harden played for Houston that first week when he played, the numbers Christian Wood was putting up were like video game numbers, like 30 and 10, 30 and 15, like 40 points. Like he was putting up all-star numbers. Now, you know, the last year and a half since James Harden's been traded, Houston's gone into basically a rebuild type of a situation. And so now you have Christian Wood going to Dallas. Luka Doncic is probably as similar as far as impact as you're going to get as a guy like James Harden. So to me, he's kind of going back into the role that he thought he was going to when he first got to Houston. One other thing to note in Dallas, Sean Sweeney, the, uh, one of the lead assistants for Jason Kidd, 
he was with Christian Wood in Detroit. So there, there is a lot of hope that this will Congrats be a great fit for Christian Wood. Yeah. He's entering the Thank last year of his contract. So, you know, anytime a guy is going in the last year of his deal, there's going to be, you know, a, g- a good low, l- level of motivation before your free agency. So I think they're banking on that as well. From a Houston perspective, there are players that they want to open up minutes for. Uh, Alfron Singoon, he's a guy that played at a good level for them last year good. on uh, in his rookie yeah. season. Dog. He's going to be entering his second year. Good. He's going to take a bit of a leap. And th- they're widely expected to take Paolo Bancaro with the number three pick mm. if he's there. And so if he's there and you take him and you have Alfron Singoon, you have a couple forwards that you're already committed to long term. What do you do with a guy like Christian Wood? You don't want to keep Christian Wood and his value is getting low. So being able to get a first-round pick uh, gives them three first-rounders this year in the draft. So they're able to have some flexibility, be able to add some more young guys to this group. Pretty brilliant scouting by the Mavericks. Luca, similar ball control to James Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once everybody collapses, ball to the five, just like James was probably doing with Christian Wood. Lobs, when was- threes. I mean, Christian Wood has got the potential to be 20 to 25 points a game, 10 rebounds a game. But again, he's got to stay focused, locked in. That team, that culture that they've built, that's going to be very important. Um, you know, Christian Wood going to you know another team that is middle of the pack or lower level. You know, in the standings, I might there might be some level of concern because that's basically what was going on in Houston. I think being a part of a winning environment will help with Christian Wood, and I, I think I'm I'm really excited to see him with Luka Doncic. I am excited as well that the Mavericks are making moves because watching Luka there for the little bit of a run he had during the playoffs was fucking awesome. That was like my introduction to him. Although in the bubble, we seen him right, yeah. he was mm-hmm. knocking down shots. It was really my first introduction. He's a lot of fun to watch. I'm. Sh- I'm happy Cuban's making some moves. Before the boys have some questions for you, uh, why weren't you in Hustle? Adam Sandler hates you? Great uh, question. Man, that's a great – that's actually an amazing question. Pat, I think we need to Love start that show. role. Why wasn't Shams on Hustle? Oh, let's, start, let's start the dialogue. I'm here for the dialogue. Hashtag why wasn't Shams in Hustle? Boom. <laughs> Somebody asked the question. Just give me a cameo. Just give me a cameo. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you were going to have McLovin's spot. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. But then Maggie and Perloff. Maggie took off. No media character love on there? Oh, man. There was no, there media was. character love. Quite a bit. I know, but not not you know not your boy. But it's all good. <laughs> that could have been Sean. That could have been Sean. Plays his iPhone, Sean. too, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. A little bit more yeah. futuristic. Yeah, the guys love making that movie. Was there any conversation after that movie was made from everybody? Like, Anthony Edwards was fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Great. His, his scenes to me were my were, – those were probably my favorite. His back and forth with Juancho. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched the movie uh, last weekend. I thought it was a good movie for a basketball movie. Uh, some parts, you know, like the combine and family being there and, like, Chris Middleton being there, it's kind of – you know, Chris Milton, uh, you know, current NBA player, very unlikely to be at the draft combine. But I thought overall, <laughs> overall, I, thought was, uh, I, I really much enjoyed it. Yeah, they could have just thrown you in the stands at the combine. Yeah, sure. I mean, they could have easily Come thrown yeah. you in the stands. Wow, I like this guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, news breaking that yeah. uh, the Sixers GM I mean, likes. During the Boa Challenge, they could have had one of Shams' tweets pop up. True. Yeah. Showing that montage. They they put up a thousand tweets. Yes, they they did. Tons. Oh, my. Shams, you stink, pal. Yikes. Oh, why are you on the show? Why would we even put this guy on here? What's going on? Was Woj in there? Well, definitely. I think he was. Oh, no. Shams is bullshit, dude. (laughs) I'm not going to comment on any of that. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Go ahead, Ty Schmidt. Shams, we've heard LeBron 
kind of more and more over the last few weeks talk about how he wants to be the owner of a team and then we know the Vegas situation and that there's probably going to be a team there what is the timeline for that and how realistic is all of this so I think if the NBA were to expand I, uh, from everything I've been told Vegas and and Seattle would definitely be high on the list but right now it's not really in the imminent future there's not really a, even a short-term plan to expand I, I don't think we're that close to an expansion in the NBA. Um, I, I still think it's a little further off, but yeah, I mean, eventually, you know, from from TV rights money coming in and just overall talent expansion, it, it does make a level of sense. So I, I, I think, you know, if we're, if we're talking on the show five years from now, it might be different. You know, four years from now, it might be different. And LeBron James still has years left on his career. Like, I don't think he's just going to be done in a couple of years now. Like, he, the way he's playing right now, he could probably go another four or five years. So where we might be four or five years from now, like LeBron James was talking, like, you know, after when obviously he's got to retire to own a team in, in you know, Vegas or wherever, well, Tom, you know, maybe yeah, it is yeah. different in four or five years. Maybe we are one or two years away. Uh, you know, knowing LeBron, you know, he, he's going to be strategic about this. I'm sure he's already planning different things if he were to get in position for this. Uh, but there's no question he has a level. He, he's been open about it. He wants to own a team after his playing career. Rich and him do incredible business, right? I mean, you know, when you talk about innovation and, and really changing the game from a cultural perspective and then even what they've done business-wise, I mean, this, it's nothing that was expected out of, out of Rich Paul when he first became an agent. I think how he come, was pretty how, much doubted by everyone. How come all we hear about now is Travis and Courtney and MGK and Megan? Yeah. yeah. Remember, Rich and Adele were. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're still a thing. They get a team in Vegas. Adele doing oh, halftime. Oh, oh god! Yeah. Shows out Every there. Every night. Oh my god! Residents. We might have there. to hashtag that. Chris Angel. You know, Adele at half. Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Getting hired by LeBron and Rich. Yeah, I think Why? so. No, they'll they'll hire somebody younger. Better. David Blaine. He's already claimed his David allegiance Boy. to the NFL. Yeah, you're right. True. True. He Chris Angel's hanging there. from the ceiling at the fucking Raiders game. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Then he spun four thousand miles an hour on ESPN <laughs> during the draft. Wayne yeah. Newton still available. I hope so. No. What about Carl Magic or whatever? There? He's that not. Guy. He's on Vegas. He should be. Move him out. He's though. in Carolina. Fruit Ninja guy. Sorry about getting off topic here, Sean. <laughs> we're just we're just brainstorming uh, with the Spring Hill Company here, just seeing what they want to do. That'd be awesome if you own a team in Vegas. Are they scared about a team in Vegas because of all the things that are already said about the NBA? With every, I mean, literally the thought, and even though stats don't prove this at all, the thought by every person that isn't a diehard NBA fan is, oh, the refs are going to make this series go to seven. That means uh, the people in the back of their mind are like, oh, the NBA controls these games. You put that thing in Vegas and any malarkey happens, I mean, Ooh. that's a big deal, right? So I, I don't think they're scared because a lot of a lot of events, NBA events happen in Vegas. The NBA Summer League, it's in Vegas. Uh, they've had the G League Showcase in Vegas. So they've proven that Vegas can be a template. It can be a grounds for where you can play games. You can have NBA events. You can host everyone. I mean, they're doing it already with the with the NFL. Like, you can have pro sports teams in Vegas and be at a high level. Now, the question is, is you know, is and I've talked to players about this. You know, I've talked to NFL people about this. Like, is it – it's got to be – I mean, you, you tell me, Pat. Like, it's got to be different from the people that you talk to, players that play in Vegas – you know, incidents-wise and things that happen in Vegas, it's, it's unfortunate. I feel like there are maybe more incidents in Vegas. You tell me. So I mean, the NHL, the Golden Knights, their first year there, they had a home record that was just like something absurd because when the out-of-town boys would come in, they would go do 
Vegas, and then the Vegas flu would catch up with them the next day. I believe that was something early. I don't think with the NFL it has really taken place because guys are so locked down now, and also COVID has kind of been Mm -hmm. the carrier here since uh, the team has gotten to Vegas. So it depends on what the rules are for guys, but 22 years old, 21 years old, shit ton of money, you land in Vegas, you got two days maybe, you got two days there. Mm -hmm. Ah, You put me in there, it'd be tough for me. If I'm six foot six and got a wet jumper and I'm in the NBA (laughs) and they drop me into Vegas, I'm 22 years old and I'm single and I got fucking money, it's going to be tough for me. Now, I'm saying that everybody else is much more professional than I am. It'd be tough for me to fall... I can't fall asleep in Vegas anyways because there's a casino downstairs telling me that I'm going to go win $10 million through my fucking pillow. Mm -hmm. I can hear it. That would be tough for me, but these guys these days are much more mature. And I think the NBA is a much more mature level of uh, individual than every (laughs) other sport too, don't you think? Honestly, they're kind of thrusted into the spotlight very, very young, I think, in the NBA world. Yeah, no question. And and there are other cities, right, where, where those stigmas exist. Talk about New York, Atlanta, LA. Those are always talked about as hot spots. Miami. Where, you know, if you're if, if you're going to be on the road there, you're going to you know enjoy either dinner, time with family, Miami. time with friends. Miami. You're you're, you're going to enjoy that time. A new acquaintance. Right. Hey. Like Miami's a problem too, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Miami. Yeah. The NFL has a Miami problem because everybody stays in. Do they? How bad is it? I don't know how it is now. I've been out of the game for a while here. But a lot of the teams stay in Lauderdale. And you know what's in between Lauderdale and Miami? South Beach. You fucking idiot. Tootsies. Okay, Tootsies is in between those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tootsies is in between those. We know about Tootsies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know about Tootsies. Yeah, Tootsies (laughs) is in between there. South Beach is in Miami, I believe. But that that one particular club Uh that is out in the middle all by itself almost – I believe around the NFL has claimed a couple victories for the Miami Dolphins with guys coming in <laughs> because they're open door in a day and their wings are delicious oh, yeah. from what I've been told. So I guess it's anywhere, just the wings. It's it, just the wings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have a little respect. Wings, yeah. Have a little respect for the culture. Yeah. But um, <laughs> every city could be a problem, I guess. Vegas just happens to be the loudest. I just think gambling wise, that was always the reason why I think a lot of these major sports didn't want to go to Vegas because the optics, the optics, the optics. But now that the NHL is there, now that the NFL is there. It's only a matter of time before the NBA goes there. But it's going to be hard for a lot of people not to be like, oh, this foul was called in Vegas. This one wasn't. There's going to be ref crews that are judged on how they're performing in Vegas versus everywhere else. It's just going to lead to the fodder about conspiracy through the NBA controlling the games and the outcomes. But that's always going to be there. So what the fuck can they that's do? That's always been there, though. I feel like that's – I mean, we're going to hear that tonight. You know, like, does the NBA want to get – like, that's yeah, something that, that's always going to exist. I mean, I've seen it. Like, there's – like th- these guys are all trying to do their jobs at the end of the day, I, you know. But you know, you can't control that. Definitely can't control that. Whether there's a team in, ba- in Vegas or not. Yeah, Timothy Donahue really. Oh boy, Timothy he was quite a uh, he was quite a weapon out there. I yeah. guess. Go ahead, Tone Diggs. Not to directly go to an Italian man after talking about Tim Donahue being in fear for his life and doing all that stuff. Tone Diggs, please. Your conversation. He was a bad Irishman. I would just like that whoa. to be. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. now the trade season has potentially kicked off. Who's the biggest name we could see moved this summer? Dame Dalla. Ooh. That's a great question. I mean, D- D- Dame's Dame's future definitely is one to keep an eye on. What will Portland do to get better? Um, definitely potential movement there if Portland isn't able to figure out a way to make this team better. Because Damian Lillard wants to compete and wants to win a championship. And so if Portland can make the right moves, of course he'd love to stay. So definitely keep tracking that. I think other names that you're going to keep hearing about between now and next Thursday's draft are Rudy Gobert, Ooh, John God. Collins, 
Jeremy Grant, a guy like Jeremy Grant, we've been talking about for really the last year, year and a half, what happens to him. So those are really three high-level players that we got to keep an eye on uh, between now and next Thursday. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us from Boots on the Ground, Downer in Boston. Hey, let us know if those scumbags start yeah. chanting anything too terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Too <laughs> You know what I mean, Sean? I'm here in Boston. I'm here in Boston. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, it's going to be a fun game. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's an impeccable city. I mean, yeah. we're really starting to chat about it. Glorious. And we want to hate it. You know, everybody wants to hate it because of how successful they've been in all sports, basically. And their people do let you know about it. Sure. Can't help but have massive respect, though, for the performance they're going to put on tonight. Ooh, I mean, they're going to go tonight, Shams. I can't wait to see what it's like for you. Ladies and gentlemen, senior NBA insider is going to be sitting behind junior NBA insiders from the athletic and the stadium, Shams Sarania. <laughs> hey, Joining us from an attic in Ohio, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a truly champion of life, a man who is still alive even though he drives recklessly terribly every single day, dad of the year, ladies and gentlemen, private plane survivor, A.J. Hawk. AJ! What's up, A.J.? How you doing, pal? Oh, I'm doing great, pal. How you doing? Good. Thanks for making it on time. We appreciate it. I know it was a very busy morning. How do we fare? Well, we had the uh, the just completely normal uh, doubleheader on a Thursday, 9 a.m. and 11.15 when it comes to nine-year-old baseball. So sure. that one, uh, I was scrambling to get back here, still a little sweaty. But, yeah, things are going well. Who's good. scheduling that? These assholes don't have jobs? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, there was very few parents at this game because <laughs> people do have to work, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It's, a tur- it's like some tournament that goes on all weekend. This one's kind of crazy. Oh, so Ohio hates families being together. Sounds like it. Yikes. Schedule games. Teams from all over. Now there's teams from all over. Yeah, Ohio hates other places' families being together, too. And work. Ohio hates working. I didn't know that. I thought Ohio wow. Ohio was a blue-collar yeah, place. Love to work. Thursday, 9 a.m., got a game, got a doubleheader at 11.15. Don't go to work. Who needs it? Be a good parent. Get the fuck out of here. Or hell? be a bad parent. Go earn a little bit of living. I mean, what a place Ohio. I didn't know this was what Ohio was doing. That's more like a... It's more of a Detroit or Boston type. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not Boston, but it's, Detroit. Yeah, definitely yeah. at least Boston Detroit's and Detroit. Working. No. Detroit's working a thousand percent. Well, you guys don't have any fields probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't play during the day because we got to go no lights at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that, uh, Foxy? I was saying Ohio only cares about sports clearly here. What's this all about, AJ? Which one is it? Is it we don't want to work or we only care about sports? Do we have? Is it one or the other? Well, you tell us. You're yeah. there. We're yeah. not there. We're just trying to project. I, I would say, yeah, people care about sports a lot in Ohio. I would say so. so. Not that is crazy. I did not expect that to be something unless. But I have. I also know nothing about child sports, youth sports. Like, I, I remember in my life, I felt yeah. like I was on the road every single day of my life and traveling every single weekend, let alone if it was summer, fall, spring, or whatever. I didn't know just as soon as summer starts, though, a lot of kids just, all right, you got a doubleheader in the middle of the week and parents just got to figure it the fuck out. I did not know that. It's wild. This is the first time, like, a Thursday, something like this happens, yeah. So this is this is pretty unique. I don't, this won't happen again probably for a while. Whose game was it? Uh, my nine-year-old. Did you first, say? First year a kid pitched, so some of these games Ooh, can take nice. a while if you're not throwing strikes. Did you yeah, say, yeah. hey, nobody wants to be here, so let's fucking at least make the most of it and have a good game today? Did you give a little motivational speech, or did you keep the kids out of the problems that the parents that, the, that are running the league uh, are creating? No, they have a lot of – a lot. Of, he has plenty of great coaches on his squad. They don't need me, but we have been – Pushing uh, the sport of lacrosse to my nine-year-old for a long time Hell because yeah. we would much rather watch that than baseball. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, look, it's just like baseball. It's fucked up, man. There's a stick. No, I, I mean, baseball stinks. We talked trying to get my daughter, too, to play you lacrosse. You hit people. Hey, the, your oldest, the one that plays basketball, she's super physical, right? 
Yeah, she she joined her little team, softball team this year for her school, like a fun league, and they did well, so she wants to do that again. But, yeah, I think she'd be good at lacrosse. Lacrosse growing in Ohio, or has it ever been there? No, it's big, like Central, like Columbus. There's some big-time lacrosse. Obviously, Cincinnati, like St. X, those big Catholic schools, I think they're very good, too. But oh, yeah. my high school, Centerville, has lacrosse, but it wasn't big when I was there. I guess it is now. Yeah, us neither. Our school didn't have it. I don't think any schools around us had it, except for the Yups at Fox Chapel. I think they had that in field hockey or whatever. But now our women's lacrosse, our girls' lacrosse team at our high school, dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess they're very, very, very good. And they – They've put in some orders. They look awesome, too. Like the, the merch and the accessories in the lacrosse game is fucking sick, actually. Oh, yeah. Especially for girls. They have like the goggles kind of, too. And it makes yeah, they sense. Should go full catch. Columbus. Yeah, they should, but there's really no hitting in uh, women's lacrosse. But Columbus, Ohio State's like a very good lacrosse school now, so it makes sense. Is the sport of the future actually growing? It is. I mean, especially because the West Coast is getting into it now. Like lacrosse California. is definitely growing yeah. fast. It is. Like the PLL. See, I don't know shit about fuck, dude. I don't either because I don't know anything about lacrosse. I just know how many people talk to me like, hey, your kids should play lacrosse and how many games I drive by and see them play. What are the people wearing that normally say that to you? Uh, Crokies. Oh, you think they're all yups? And... Yeah, I think it's all yups. I think it used to be all yups. It, it's not as much anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Because it's growing, it isn't as much You're of You're thinking yups. East Coast, like yup, East Coast yupsters that have yachts and wear navy blue gold buttons. Boom, and khakis mm-hmm. and yeah. boat yeah. shoes and the whole yeah. thing. Loafers with the tassel. Yes. Yeah, every human that I associate lacrosse and with. swoop your little, uh, your little southern haircut. Swoop your little old school beaver shirt, you know, where you flop your bangs. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Or the uh, two-a-days Alabama school. Right. Hoover yeah. High. That's Hoover right. High. Hoover yeah. High. That uh-huh. That is exactly what I think of in that. And it's hard for me to get into because I'm like, oh, I... And this is me judging a book by cover, and I apologize. I just assume I hate all of those people. Yeah, you know? Sure. Now, we have one in the office. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Great yeah, guy. Good Absolutely Who? love that. Bruce. Mm-hmm. Bruce is lacrosse community. Now, I don't know if he is in it or not. He's a suit, though. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a part of that entire thing. Connor, he grew up in a yacht club, I guess, and he's from that area and played lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Doesn't come across as yup lacrosse person so maybe i need to broaden my horizon a little bit and not just hate the whole sport because i assume i'd hate everybody involved no but there are it is a wide range now but i think back then like when you were growing up that is probably exactly what it was but there are towns now like mine like bruce's like a lot of them in new england that are like you grow up playing football and lacrosse you don't really grow up playing football and baseball or soccer and baseball like it used to be i think i think soccer good transition right into lacrosse yeah, well, same type of body, same type of running. Yeah, ho- right? hockey, hockey is the perfect one because it's a lot of hands. They're kind of similar movements, similar checks. Like, you want to be on the guy. What if Phil was, like, the greatest hockey or lacrosse player of all time and we just didn't have it? So he's the perfect size Could for be. it. Hawk, right? get those kids on the ice. They're going to want to get out there when they see Lordo coming to the Hawk house. We throw it in the pool. That's right. Hey, hell of a game last night, huh? That was fun. Hey, Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. brother-in-law of yours, got put over numerous times last night during that game. Enjoyed watching it. Overtime game one of the Stanley Cup finals. That's great for the NHL. That's good for ABC. That's good for all parties involved. Thought the game was electrifying. Were you able to watch it? And do the Bolts win in five now? Is that what? Bolts win in five now, AJ? Or do the abs sweep? Are you starting to worry about that? Whoa, 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 whoa. I know that's what they're shooting for, right? Don't they want to sweep them? No, well, maybe. If that's the way they're thinking, though, they're fucked. Remember, Patty Maroon told us that. Anybody that's thinking about just going 4-0, that ain't 
think the way this goes. Whoever can go to the, lo- the hardest, the longest, mm-hmm. is what Patty Maroon said. And whenever they came back and tied that thing after being down 3-1, I was like, oh, this is exactly what Patty Maroon was saying. Who can go the hardest, the longest? Who's going to be able to close this game out? And although he got an unfortunate, very unlucky bounce and the puck went out of, out of play and he ended up uh, on a power play to end the third period to start the overtime, the boys were rallying. And Pat Maroon said, hey, boys can handle this. They did. Next shift, fucking goal. Abs 1-0. Play sung blink 182. Yep. They want bananas. It was pretty electrifying. Who started that? Who started the Blink-182 song? Dave. Uh, Joe Sackick. Yeah, Patrick Roy. Roy. Ray, Ray Bork. Peter Forsberg. We just naming players? No, it's, that, it's the bassist, I think, of Blink-182 is an Avalanche fan. Uh, because he got added by the Colorado Twitter account as opposed to the alien hunting lead How long has this happened for? Uh, Nick told Couple us. Couple years that, now. Yeah, Nick told us they're going to do it. Now, I put this tweet out because we talked about it on the show yesterday. And obviously, I got buried by a bunch of avalanche. They do it every day. Every, 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, I, I just tweeted it because we talked about it literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool little moment there. Yeah. I mean, super emo, super, super like uh, emotional, soft, punky. Yeah. Was hoping it kind of turned the tide for the bolts because maybe soft. the avalanche would get a little bit uh, in their feelings. You're listen. in Denver, man. It's real, you know, it's grow out there. That's what it is. Well, I know. That's why I was hoping of... the avalanche was just kind of dying. Oh, mm-hmm. They were loud, though, man. Uh... What was that? Who put the. What's the little footage from pregame when all the lights are up and they're they're going back and forth to the goalie? There's some there's some really good shots of like the arena pregame like to really get the atmosphere. It, it felt it looked sweet. Denver Broncos fans are known for being great fans. Avalanche fans are they known for being great? Because that was a fucking great environment last night. I enjoyed yeah. watching. Yeah, it. they're pretty good. They got a really good fan base. Yeah. Rupper posted a video of before the overtime goal, and every single person was standing for. I mean, the overtime was only two or three minutes, but they were standing the entire time. I love that. Yeah. Just the expectation is we're standing around. Yeah. Here. Russ was in the house last night. Yeah. Wearing a. Did he drop the puck? No. He, he had, had a McKinnon jersey on. Mm-hmm. Okay. No big deal. Is that the We, yeah. we, we Fly video? We no. care a lot. We yeah. care. care a yeah. lot. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's awesome. That's, that's oh, from yeah. months ago. It's hit me it on that again, yeah. though. What are the five things I care about? And it's uh-huh. faith, faith with a TV remote. Yep. Family. Uh-huh. Football. Oh, it's a TikTok. Something else. Flying. It's Flying. really cool. We care a lot. He plays a guitar. I mean, that wasn't for us, though. We got to remember that. Russell's not making content for us. Mr. Unlimited. Hey, he's looking at baby future in the boys. Yeah. Okay, that's who oh. Russell Wilson is. He's a standard for children. You need to stop judging him. I love Russ. Me too. I wasn't yeah. judging. I saw that. I was like, you know what? This is exactly what I needed when I woke up this morning. We've been on the Russ bus for a long time around here, haven't we, AJ? And I'm happy everybody else has been joining this Russ bandwagon because whenever you get on, there's only one thing you need to be saying to each other, and that's... Let's ride. Let's ride into some uh, sports store. Did you join us there? He did. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Roger Goodell will appear virtually June 22nd for the House Oversight Committee as part of their investigation into the Washington Commander's uh, bad workplace, toxic workplace, um, entire investigation. Now, Dan Snyder was also asked to testify alongside Roger Goodell. We fantasized about Roger Goodell walking in there, sitting right next to Dan Snyder. This just months after Papa John said Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones called him and said, hey, we're going to get real fucking Roger Goodell. <laughs> Roger Goodell, one of the best speakers of all time. Dan Snyder, notorious stooge, yep. probably put his foot in his mouth immediately upon opening it. We thought there was going to be an opportunity for Roger Goodell to do the dance that he always does so well around answers 
answers and questions and then pawn it right off to Daniel Snyder for him to grab a fucking shovel and dig the rest of the grave that he has already tried to put himself in for some time. Now, Dan Snyder will be on vacation out of the country. Sorry about it. Going to a place with no internet. Fuck off. Mm. Roger Goodell doing it from his house, I believe. Zoom call, maybe in that leather chair with the peanut M&Ms. What will we learn from that? Will it just be one big grandstand session by the Oversight Committee asking questions in leading ways to get their own narratives across? Or will Roger Goodell actually give some answers about what's happened in Washington and why is that even acceptable in the NFL with the standard that is to be held with being an NFL team? AJ, your thoughts on it all. I have a, just a little prediction that I, I figured out as you were talking. I, I would just This is just a guess, but I'm, I'm saying that we will learn less from this whatever Intel committee meeting than we did from the UFO House committee meeting we learned, what, a month ago when we had it. There's all this hype. Here we go. All right. Boom. There's no answers. Nobody – people talk for an hour and say nothing. So I have a feeling this is going to happen again, and that's why Roger's the best and he makes $65 million a year. Everybody thinks the UFO people that – just play dumb with everything that we have already known on the internet for years and years and years. Uh-huh. Uh, I've not heard of that thing that has been shared 70,000 times. Uh, you're the director of this thing? Should you not know that? Maybe. Well, I don't, I don't guess. You, uh, you tell me, I guess. We, we will certainly write it down and look into it next time. And we're going to tell NASA to look into UFOs, too, at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh. The fuck have they been doing? I, I mean, it gets frustrating watching that. But your expectation of that is my expectation of that is exactly, I think, all of America's expectation at this point. Why is that just – why have we gotten to the point where we just have zero because Raj, Because Raj is not – He's not Dana White. He can't be in his position with the billions and billions of dollars on the line. And his his job is to take the bullets for the owners. I feel like, hey, if they're if they are criticizing Raj, if they're questioning Raj, they're not questioning the owners. So that's his job. I feel like Roger Goodell happy or not happy that Snyder's going to not be there because he's going to obviously a third happy. world country with no internet, no ability. He's happy. You think? Yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but it is okay. Wait. Was he supposed to go June twenty second? And he and Dan Snyder said, "Ah, I'm already out of t- out of the country. I'm, uh, I'm out of the country now. I'll be there. I'll be gone for the next two months." Yeah, he literally sent the auto return email. Mm-hmm. Sorry, out of country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> out of the yeah. office. What happened? Uh, he said that to the government. Government talk of whatever. He sent it over yeah. there. Sorry. I bet Raj probably told him, "Hey, stay out of this." Like Raj doesn't want him bumbling next to him. Hey, we need to get you to El Salvador June twenty second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See that soccer pitch they played on? Yeah, they got no internet down there. Fucking get down there. They'll fix it. They'll say. Yo, you can zoom in from any country. You say, nope, actually can't. I'll be on an ayahuasca trip in El Salvador. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to be speaking on that. I'll be under the influence. This is my family time, getaway time. What, government doesn't like that? They'll get the answers from Dan Snyder at some point. I mean, they will get answers from him. And once again, just to your point, we will learn nothing from this, but we will get to watch Goodell in his leather recliner, lazy boy, in front of his TV. He watches NFL football on, eating peanut M&Ms, just do a dance around all these elected officials. That is what this is going to be. And I know the elected officials might hear us say this and take it personally, and they're like, no, not me or whatever. I'm going to have a prepared question that I've done all my research on. Roger Goodell will pick apart your entire question and say nothing and then move on to the next one. And it will just be, it'll be, it happens every year at the Super Bowl press conference. He does that Super Bowl press conference where there's an entire year worth of shit mm-hmm. that people can ask. And he doesn't get, it's not like, um, I don't think that people dance around a lot of stuff either. There's people that take shots and try to get answers because there's a lot of very serious things that happen in an NFL season. He is a maestro. And 
That's why he's our commissioner, I guess, because he's yeah. just so much better than all the other commissioners that's saying absolutely nothing while bullshitting his way through everything, and the league has just continued to grow under his watch. Do you think yeah. it's safe to assume with all this stuff coming out that all the stuff we heard about, like how there were potentially at least half the owners who, if they did call for a vote, they would back whoever about, you know, basically forcing Snyder to sell the team? Like, is all that bullshit? Like, he he's going to still be the owner of the commanders for the foreseeable future right yeah if he hasn't earned his way out of that business relationship with the other owners i, I don't know what it well, what came about what came from the report that he was hiding money revenue from the other owners that they're supposed to share still being investigated everything is okay. always investigating ongoing investigation ongoing investigation ongoing you know that's just i think that's a good way to say we're look hey we're looking into yeah, it that's right we ain't happy by it we ain't letting it fly no we're looking into it and you know doing it from a zoom and at home, that's like when you go to the uh, the Pope or whatever, and you want to do a face face or through the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody uh, always picks through the screen, right, to do that entire thing. The yeah. Pope, huh? Or confession. the Pope, or you mean like confession with a? What do you mean? Confession. Yeah, yeah. your town's Pope, priest. Oh, huh? Priest. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're not getting an audience with the Pope. Oh, unless I mean only like Gary Vee gets that. Right. And you got to do it five times. Five times. Five times, five times, five, five times, times bestseller five times. list. Yep. Hey, why didn't Dan? Why didn't Dan Snyder just agree to do it June twenty second? All of a sudden, he shows like, "Hey, here we go. Oh, I'm good to go." The background's like some weird, you know, rainforest or whatever, and then just act like your computer's cutting out every time there's a bad question sure. or you don't want to talk. Like, just go with the hey technical issues, bud. You can just start faking your talking. Yeah. yeah. I. Or it'll naturally it'll happen on its own anyway, probably. About is I tried my absolute best to be the that I could for the company. You're breaking up, Honestly. Dan. Yeah. Well, I just... Sorry. <laughs> Call back. Okay. Okay. All right. Black screen. Yeah. yeah. Destroy Dan tried the, the statement uh-huh. from the Washington Commanders. This inconveniently timed House Oversight Committee meeting just so happened to fall in the one day that Dan takes off every single year. Mm-hmm. He, we tried to reschedule this. We told them this was not a good time. They refused, but Dan chose to show up for this company because of how much he loves and respects everybody in the building. It is certainly unfortunate with how the technology failed him and the entire league and the country. We will have no further comment at this point, and if they need me back in there, they will have to go through a lawyer. Like, they could easily do that, AJ. That is easily something they could do. What if Goodell's doing that? What if Goodell's doing that? You think there's a chance? What if Goodell has some 23-year-old, the tech expert in the back, that's just going to be jiggling the fucking <laughs> the hard wire into the computer yeah. that he's doing the Zoom call from. So it's just, like, glitching in the middle of it. They're just just kicking the wire. Raj just looks at him. Every time Raj doesn't want to answer, he, like, gives a little, like, a little nod, and you see the kid behind camera doing it. I told you this was a quote. Every M M&M and M I eat. That's when you got to jiggle the thing. I have to dive in here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cancel it. And the House committees do it. They're like you. No, it's it's definitely on our end, not you, Rod. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking the blame. Yeah, we're the heat. Uh, He's heat trying so high. I mean, this guy wants to do it. We're gonna learn nothing from it. Let's move on. Um, Terry McLaurin. Okay, and the Washington Commanders is a fascinating situation. Terry McLaurin out of V. 
Ohio State obviously became a young stud for the commanders. In a team that was entrenched in turmoil, we are talking about it currently, there's a whole House Oversight Committee taking place and an investigation taking place because that building was on fire. New head coach came in. He got cancer. Had to battle through that through the entire season. A team with no fucking name through most of the season and a rookie at the end of a game was asked, hey, does anybody want to speak? And Terry said, I'll fucking talk. And I remember watching that video saying, if I'm in there, and this guy wants to talk, it'd be hard not to go, hey, shut the fuck up. You have no idea. Why are you even speaking? He took a leadership role, and then he became an absolute superstar, not only for that team on the field, but off the field. Scary Terry became a brand in of himself overnight, still on a rookie deal. Now he's willing to take the 95600 and some fine to miss mandatory minicamp to let the world know that he's not happy with the way this is, uh, whole thing's going. This team stinks. If it wasn't for me, this team would be much worse. Everybody else seems to be getting paid who has less production than I do, and look at who I had at quarterback. You're bringing in Carson Wentz, paying this guy 30 fucking million dollars. Who's going to throw it to? You just want me to go out here for no money at all in my rookie contract with the way business is going and play for nothing? Then he likes a tweet from Reggie Wayne, a man who he grew up idolizing because he grew up here in Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts obviously need a wide receiver. Then just last night, you know what I noticed? What's what? that? Scary Terry followed me on Twitter. Whoa! Scary Terry follows Whoa. me on Twitter. What's that all about? Is that just because he enjoys our show? Probably not. Nobody does that. No Did he do that because I had been talking about him coming back to Indianapolis alongside Darius Butler and trying to put it into the universe to make it happen? Because Matty Ice and Scary Terry with Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line in the AFC South, how you doing? Keep it moving. Colts to the fucking Super Bowl. Darius Leonard gets his back fixed, which helps the rest uh -huh. of his body. This team's better than ever. Is that why Terry followed? me i don't know you tell me then ron rivera came out and said this at minicamp basically and he was talking completely about what they are thinking with terry mclaurin what they're not thinking with terry mclaurin are they going to negotiate he's a guy that they can't let go we don't have the video no where'd i watch the video at? i'll get it, it was, was that this a, is good right here Washington head coach Ron Rivera says team has been actively negotiating contract extension with Terry McLaurin and the dialogue has never been contentious. He wrote out any potential trading player and indicated deal could be reached soon. That's what Ed Werder reported out of him thing. But what he actually said, he went into the depth and the emotion of it, I think is worthy of saying because I don't think there's any fucking chance we get Terry McLaurin. <laughs> no. Go ahead, Ron. When it comes to keeping everybody with Terry, someone who's been so exemplary in a lot of ways, do you feel like you want to like set the standard and say, hey, we could, if we... We're going to take care of this guy so the future players can kind of see how that all shapes up. Right, and I, I think that's important is that, is that when a player like this does make the impact he's made, and not just on the football team, but, you know, around the community and everything, you have to, you have to be able to take care of that guy so everybody understands that, you know, this is the type of player we want. This is the, how, you know, guys that, that do it this way. Um, and and so that's why and I've said this you know we're not trading Terry we're going we're, we're we're everything we're doing is we're trying to get this done and like I said just to tell you guys you know we've been talking with these guys for over over probably the last seven eight days and we we intend to do this because we believe in, in who Terry is for us and what he can bring to the table. Ron Rivera, uh, pretty clear as day there, saying we're not trading Terry, and uh, <laughs> that's a real buzzkill, isn't it, AJ Hawk? Yeah, I, I had a feeling that they would uh, they would not let him go. Obviously, Terry has all the leverage here too. But really. I, I don't know if I told you this on the show or not. I, I think I have at some point. But I I was with James Laronitis and with SiriusXM. I don't know how many years ago when Terry McLaurin was at Ohio State. He was younger, 
and he was playing mainly special teams a little bit at his receiver. And he was one of the guys we interviewed. They gave us like five dudes. And they gave us guys that obviously would like well-spoken, spend the message the team wants, I think. And we talked to Terry, me and James, and we got done. I was like, I hope this dude becomes an absolute superstar. Like how he was, how he spoke, how well thought out he was, and how Mitchell, like he was such a team dude. I was such a fan. I knew barely anything about him going into that. And then it's cool to see like all of this. And I remember thinking of that. I'm like, oh, there's no way. Why would you ever get rid of this dude? It'd be great to have him on the Colts, it sounds like, literally from day one. And so let's continue to make these calls, Jim Mercer and Chris Ballard. But I think a point that he made in there that should be talked about is the example it shows everybody else. Terry came in in the middle of a fire in Washington, played hard, led the team, transition, hell's happening. Terry was really the only stable guy on and off the field. Not the only, there's others, but he became the national conversation of being the guy for their team, very young and doing so. Quick turnover from college to the NFL having success. If you let that guy go and not get paid there, everybody else in that building is like, okay, so if I'm Terry McLaurin, who is a Walter Payton probably winner. I'm, I'm not the way he talked about it there. But anyways, great in the community, beloved by the fans, incredible on the field immediately, is the hardest worker we got. And he's not going to get paid here. That's a tone for everybody. Free agents as well. Free agents, mm -hmm. that's a tone for the entire business. And I like the fact that Ron Rivera is thinking about that. It sucks for the Colts because it sounds like we're not going to get him. But that is a very real thing that Ron, former player, obviously recognizes. I think it's the, it's the same way to where you set a bad example if you let somebody get away with walking in late. Like if one of your stars walks into your team meeting 30 seconds late and no one says anything and the head coach doesn't kill him, doesn't close the door. Like that right there, people remember for the rest of their career. And I think the same thing. Like if you're a player, let's say you want a new contract, but you've had a few like run-ins, not even with the law, like you've had a little just off the field stuff. Like people have things that pop up or just little issues with coaches. Those guys got to be like, hey man, they didn't, they didn't even pay Terry, and Terry is perfect. Everything this dude does, yeah. he seems to do the right way, and they didn't even pay him, so you don't have a chance. Why are you even trying? Like, I think that's the message that sometimes gets sent to the rest of the team. Maybe Terry just wants to come home. Yeah, yeah sure. Homesick. Like Devonta. Oh, to Ohio? The Bengals or Browns? No, Indiana. No, he's from, from Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I know where he's from. I'm talking about where he played most recently. Back home again Indiana. They're going to pay him a billion dollars. Who? Terry, they're going to have to. I don't know. think he wants that money. I think he just wants to come back home again in Indiana. Should I know that? Now, I didn't know that song existed until the Indy 500. They sing it every single year. And uh -huh. oh. I think it's the only time it's ever heard by anybody's ears. <laughs> but it is right here again in Indiana. And right. I hope Terry comes, but it sounds like that is very unlikely. You said Terry has all the leverage. I disagree. I mean, I guess they don't have to pay him this year. But and if he's not on the team, him. what what does it look like? Well, and they don't have to trade him either. No, they don't have to. I mean, they could force his hand, absolutely. But I feel like because he is so good, because he is so far and away a leader on the team and the number one dude as receiver, like, hey, Carson Wentz, I would, I would imagine, is pushing to make sure he gets signed quick. All right, let's chit-chat about, well, maybe Carson isn't, because, right, Carson's just about playing ball in the field uh -huh. and on a bobcat off the field. That's right. Come take care on of On another field. Heineke would push for him, though. Heineke was asked if he thinks that he, um, you know, has a chance to become the starter there. And he said, you know, the NFL's like a business. No, it's, it is a business. Yeah. It is a business, Taylor. And I respect and love Taylor Heineke and everything like that. He said, you know, the NFL's like a business. They're not paying a guy $30 million to not play. It's like, that's, 
By the way, perfect answer out of Taylor Heineke. Very real answer out of Taylor Heineke. The fact that he understands the business already uh, of the NFL is very smart. Maybe that team goes on to do something because the NFC East is wide open. Yes, it is. The Eagles, a bunch of dogs, they're barking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Jalen Hurts going to be a guy or is he not? Yoked. The, he absolutely yoked. Put on some weight in the upper body. Is that because he's taking shots? He wants to take more shots? Or is that just a natural evolution of his body and where he's at with his life? The Dallas Cowboys are taking practice off. Yeah. Oh, what did they do? Well, Mike McCarthy lost 75 pounds, it appears. So uh-huh. uh, congrats to Big Mike. Hey, big Mike. Mike. I see that. Yeah, Big Mike. Uh, the picture of him at the press conference is on the internet. Looks a little slimmed down. Happy for him. Hopefully, he'll be able to live longer. Pittsburgh people, though, like to eat. I understand it. Ian's got to do what Ian's sure. got to do. And he's obviously a head coach, which isn't necessarily the easiest job on earth. So there's probably some stress eating happening by Big Mike McCarthy. Actually. We hope everything is good for him. But yeah, they look at him. AJ? He looks great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yoked. Fucking Diesel. Big Mike. There's pictures. Hey, Big Mike played tight end in college. Like, there's pictures of Big Mike with a mustache back in the day. He'll knock your head off. Yeah, you're goddamn right. He was because he's from Pittsburgh. Ain't worry about anything else. He's from Pittsburgh. He'll yeah. knock your head off. But they they cut the three day mini camp down to just one day and said, "Hey, we're already there." Actually, sent all the boys over to Top Golf. We got this sent to us from Rat Raxton. Not sure oh, the exact Nick Ralston. Nick Ralston. Now, okay. Nick Ralston. He's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. This was a great content piece. All the boys are over there at Top Golf wearing their team issued stuff. So names and numbers are on the backs of their shirts, which I saw fascinating in public, but they're not the only team to do that. The Packers did when they took a day off and went paintballing. Zeke has a great swing. The ball went directly right. Uh, Trevon Diggs, not the best, wearing great Yeezys, mm-hmm. though. Michael Parsons is going to take a big boy hack at that thing. Ball's not going to go anywhere. Big 77. Smith with a good swing looks like an absolute athlete. I think my favorite is obviously old Danuch takes a good hack at oh, that. Oh, yeah. Pizons had a golf club in his hand before, but I like these teams. Bunting getting out. looks good. Yeah, I like them getting out and uh, team bonding is what they called that. Mm-hmm. I think you can learn a lot more about each other at a top golf than you could at a practice that you've already done 4,000 times. Athlete Dak Prescott's going to hit the ball well. I like when teams do this. I think this is nice for the team, nice for the lads, and great for camaraderie. Cowboys doing this. Packers go paintballing. Your thoughts, A.J. Hawk, on these mini camps really you know being more about building team camaraderie than actual x's and o's pal i think it's great i think that's what matters the most when it comes to a team you have stud talent on every single team in the nfl it's the culture and everything around it i think that kind of puts people over the top but this is fun i think coaches do this stuff too though green bay's coaches so they would go up and spend like two or three days i think at whistling straits awesome golf course huge like spa situation they would take their wives up there and they'd, they'd spend a couple of days playing golf and hanging out to like it was like the coach's version of this where they can hang out get all boozed up and then make fun of each other when they get back in town during camp about who was you know puking in their wife's purse or whatever yeah or crashing a golf cart unless they have to walk there i know our coaches um they didn't go to the spa or a whistling straights but hmm. i do believe they did go to a golf course here every single year at the end of camp before the summer break and there are some legendary tales about a little bit too much uh, boozing. Whoa. Some of those coaches. Uh, Mitt's dad. Well, Mitt's dad had, uh, hmm. I don't think he flipped the golf cart, but I do know there's uh, two three other coaches that had. Whoa. And whenever that news made its way to the locker room, it was like, oh. what the fuck yeah. are you boys doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> but we representing the shoe or are we not representing the shoe? Just, just think, coach, relax. <laughs> Having a good time learning about each other. But these things, that's the team part of it, right? Pat Maroon talked about it. 
Uh, any person that's ever had success in any sport at a high level talks about it. The teams that like each other are always better than the teams that don't. And the only way you can truly learn about each other and like each other is getting together outside of the building. I love what they're doing. I appreciate Big Mike. Not only looking like he's back in good tight end shape in college, looks like he's back ready to run Carson Street in Pittsburgh, but also that he understands these boys need to come together, hopefully around a keg, not really Kale, AJ. Yeah, I guess. Have you ever done uh, the paintball situation? I, I've never. It's awesome. I did it just so – I've only fun. done it in, uh, I believe, in Green Bay. It's it's fun, man. It's cool. Great time. It's a whole thing, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people oh, yeah. bring their own guns with, like, custom barrels. I don't know about that. E-trigger. Yeah. No, I'm it, saying it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's oh, a, yeah. It's an event. got to put a costume on. you got to drive normally a pretty good distance. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much Need so. long sleeves. You could do it easily, though, in the outdoors at the Igloo and that, all that land you could. Yeah, then who's cleaning up the paint? Is the paint permanent? You know what we should no, do? It washes, no. hey, it washes away. Can we get one of a uh, gun mounted to the top? Like, like American gladiators? gladiators? Yeah, we we'll do the we'll do the final thing in gladiators. What I wanted to put a tennis ball um yeah, cannon. Yep. Yeah. I found one that one time. We did. It wasn't gonna be able to get here in time for the office Olympics I wanted to have. <laughs> wanted to have uh, you know, obviously a tennis ball cannon at the top of our what's that called? Mezzanine. Yeah, the mezzanine. mezzanine. And then set up an obstacle course. And uh, if the boys get to the end, obviously we give away money for people I'm watching. In. Yeah. When Malibu had control of that thing, oh my God. nobody was fucking getting <laughs> to the end. No. Nobody was getting to that big, oversized. Yeah, the, the Nerf rocket launcher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you, an awesome obstacle course. You or young, not, like whatever you call it. Whatever it is. Yeah, you youngs have no idea what we're talking about. They don't. It was legendary. Yeah, you could set up an unbelievable paintball course or uh, American Gladiator course at the Igloo for sure. Especially with all that land outside. You could probably set up two different courses. What's happening? The Thunderdome. Oh, excuse me, the Thunderdome. Don't let him. Okay, he's the one who wants to miss. What's it called? Yeah. It's changed nine times. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Look at Malibu. Jeez. He was 225 pounds of twisted yeah, steel yeah. and sex appeal. That's, That's right. Because Malibu got on that fucking tennis cannon. It was I game, wish. set, match. We don't know if it's Malibu Hawk or not, but I do know that he was a fucking dude back then. Look at that then. volume in his hair. Hell oh, yeah, oh, man. What's he use? He used a blow dryer for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He probably got burned. Uh, it's the Thunderdome. Excuse me. What did he say? <sighs> Let's get to a break. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what Zed said <laughs> through someone else's mic. That's on me. Hey, sorry. Hey, I mean, this guy's going to try to ruin everything yeah. we uh -huh. have anyways. We don't need in-house. Yeah, that's on me. What's Thunderdome from? Well, <laughs> we're probably going to get sued. So no, no, no. No way. Welcome to Thunderdome. Welcome to Thunderdome. Been saying it yeah. for years. Mm -hmm. Long time. Long before WWE had the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. And whenever it was originally created way back in the day. Uh-huh. Mad came Max, too. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson movie. Anyways, welcome to the, fu the Thunder Nature, dude. <laughs> what is it? The, fun thunder the Thunderdome. It's hey, also the your... Thunderdome. Yeah, uh, true. A lot of fun. It's nothing but fun. How's your coffee been going? You dump your pants? Yeah, so last night I exploded into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought maybe the grapes I was eating during the day had one spoilt. And then I asked the boys in here, and they said, probably the coffee actually just kind of wiping you out there. It was explosive, man. I was very worried about it's what fine. Was well, I'm just going to get it all out. I'm going to get thin. I'm it's cool a good that. body reset. Exactly. Yeah. It is great. There's a lot of guys, Italians, I've learned, that are literally just coffee and smokes. So they suppress their appetite and empty their bodies. Yeah, the best. Bingo. Pretty good diet, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not healthy, AJ, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. Italians love espresso. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually what it is. I like, I like cafe con leche. I'm more of a... Uh, well, sure. Oh, is that right? More of a uh, Cuban What's guy. that? 
well, it's just coffee with milk. I think steamed milk. Um, but oh, now yeah. I'm now I'm eating the triple. You drink americanos. I like americanos, just espresso dropped in hot water. Mm-hmm. Do you put out almond milk in? No, no, no. You could. I got to splash almond milk in here because it's protein. Build the muscles. I don't like the cut. Co- like the when coffee is that color, it just it, I can't do it. It turns me off. Well, that's because you're mentally weak. That does it sounds like we're it. back in four minutes. No, just, some- it looks like the gross coffee like old people drank when I was a kid. I used to think of that about tomato soup because, like, the only time I was offered to me was at school with grilled cheese, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was normally gloom and doom. And then when I was sick, I was like, "Ew, some soup, tomato soup." <laughs> it's like so. It's bad memories of me, you know. I, I don't. I can't drink it still to this day. You guys like good tomato soup? I love tomato soup. Yeah, have it every I'm day. never asking for tomato never. soup same, ever. Same oh, basically you. ketchup brings back like I, I have a bad it. emotional attachment to that me too it's just like running so good running Cold is another up. thing i have a bad emotional attachment uh, to yes. it was Who always doesn't? it was always a punishment Agreed. and then i hear these people that never played team sports are like oh you should start running get in and run it's good like well first of all my knees won't let me do that mm-hmm. second of all my entire life when i did something that was not right they'd say hey don't make hey, it make you a fucking run a mile right now so i thought shut the fuck up well, <laughs> Go run. That is literally my entire life. So I, I think we should change that narrative, I think, with the young team sports people somehow. That's tough to do because no matter what, like if basketball practice, you're always worried a coach is going to blow that whistle and get you on the line oh, for suicides. So you're always wondering, what are we going to run after practice? Like, that's the thing. You got to get through this three-hour practice. And in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm scared to death. Like, oh, no, are we running 20 gassers after this in full pads? What's the nightcap to this practice? Yeah. Soccer was... That's just, all you do is run. Oh, practice was running, obviously, and I used to be able to hide. So I was master class hiding hands on knees in the middle of a lot of flow. You, you had know? to do like the pacer all the time, though, oh. didn't yes. you? afterwards. I'm like 13 years old driving to practice on the other side of the city with my dad <laughs> going through the tunnel, and I'm just sitting there in traffic like, we are going to run so much tonight. <laughs> just yeah. dreading the entire drive there. Practice, you know, if they would accidentally put in like winning team doesn't have to run as much or whatever, I'm selling out completely Mm -hmm. in that. And then immediately afterwards, still puking. It's just running is my nightmare. Always has been, always will be. I don't know. I have nothing but respect for the people that can just go out there and do it. Like, yeah, catch my second wind. It's fun. Like CFO Phil, I think he fell in love with running. For sure. And I have no idea how he did it. I have no clue. I I guess if you're, maybe if your body feels good doing it, if the whole, every step isn't super painful, do you eventually just, enjoy it i guess but what about those lungs they are gonna be howling you know yeah i wish i i wish i enjoyed running i mean like i said like you said i was always horrendous at any kind of distance running and i only got worse the more they made me do it me too it was survival it wasn't thriving that's i was not thriving I had some teammates that would just like skip through the shit i'm like fuck off bob, <laughs> bob, i mean bob can run like a soccer player that's why For he real. likes to rub it in these young guys face mm-hmm. still doing yeah it. See, amongst the football players, I could run early, and then I boozed too much, and then I lost it. But when I was, like, my freshman year of college, I still had the soccer cardio, so I used to be able to just fly. But with soccer players, I was the fucking fat, out-of-shape, worse one. <laughs> so then when I dropped into the football world, I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. This is what all my friends felt like. And all these friends were looking at me, yeah, you fucking losers, maybe Grow your lungs a little bit, nerds. <laughs> Joining us now is a Stanley Cup champion, a man who's hosted That's Hockey Talk all season in a fantastic fashion, a member of the Devils, the Pens, the uh, Rangers. Rangers. Mm-hmm. He's from Cleveland. Don't hold it against him. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Rupper. Hey, Rupper! What's up, 
Happy What's going on, fellas? How are we? Are you out in Colorado right now? How was the evening last night? Had to be buzzing. Yeah, it's uh, out in Colorado here. Uh, yeah, this place was uh, was bumping last night. I mean, what a huge win. Game one, the arena was loud. Things spilled out in the streets. I don't even know what the hell was going on. I mean, this. I'm sitting here right now. I'm in my hotel room because we had – this is like in Denver, just a hole for cell service, man. And I know you guys know about that all the time. We're always talking about it. And it's like – uh, I stayed in the hotel. I'm just sitting here people watching while I'm waiting for you to take your bathroom break. And uh, Thank you. It's un- incredible. This is the best people watching spot in the world. And you see it last night after the game, the stuff that's going on outside the arena and, and spilling out in the streets. It's, uh, it's an like incredible what, sight. What are they doing? They're just, they're just a, I don't know, man. It's just a different breed of people out here, you know? Like, if they're, <laughs> like in a good way. Like if Everyone's so nice. Like uh, Put it this way. My first kind of arrival here to, to Denver on this trip, we, uh, we come in and uh, we got our crew, right? We got like our NHL network crew that comes with us from, from New Jersey. But then we also have kind of the freelancers that are here. And they're, whether they're runners or stage managers and all that kind of stuff. So this one guy comes up to me and uh, super nice. Like everyone's so genuine, so nice. And you're like, hey, let me know if you guys need anything, any special requests, whatever. And, and we're standing there and we're like, yeah, okay, cool. He's like, hey, I got gummies and pulls out a bag of gummies and holds them up. And I'm like, what? Yes. Like the guy's like, he's like 65 year old man. Like this yeah. just like these people out here, just this different breed. I'm sitting here watching out the window. Last night, AJ, I don't know. I've never seen marching bands at a hockey game last night outside the arena they got the marching bands going it felt like college football and uh people on the streets and uh some uh they're partying after game one for sure so the broncos fans are known for being an incredible fan base here in the nfl is the abs fans treated the same way around the nhl conversations or is this uh hey this team's gonna be good let's go get for, uh, let's go get it uh, it's it's kind of new to me to be honest. Uh, I mean, I played in played in Colorado throughout my career as far as passing through here, but like there's a lot of years. There's pretty lean years there for a while. So uh, you had right at the beginning of 2000 and the well, the end of nine the the end of the 90s and then early 2000s. This team was a juggernaut. They were awesome. It was basically like Colorado, Dallas, Detroit. And uh, Penguins, who this? Penguins, in St. Louis and the, and the Western Conference, that was like the oh, big. Yeah, that was the yeah. big boys. And uh, so then you, uh, they, then they had some tough years, dude. Hey, and here's the thing. So this coach that's here, Jared Bednar, he's a smooth talking guy. Uh, just laid back, whatever. In uh, I want to say it was was it the 17, 2017 season. They had forty eight points, which is like an all time low as far as. Um, you know, lack of success in the regular season. Uh, everyone thought it was almost record-breaking. Everyone's like, dude, get this guy out of here. He's a rookie coach coming in the NHL. But they stuck with him, and they had a huge swing of points, like doubled their points the next season, and they've been building to this. So it's been cool to watch the fan base kind of go from the early 2000s and then it really plummeted, and now it's coming back up, and this team's going to be here for a number of years. I think hockey viewership and fanhood is rising by the day, especially after last night. What a perfect game to kick off the Stanley Cup. Could anything have gone any better for the NHL and for ABC last night? I don't think so, man. This is uh, this th- These two teams, they, it, not too often we get the two teams that everybody projects is going to be here back in October. Like These are two teams that we know are two of the best teams in the league. Generally, we got a surprise in here. And then a lot of times going into the finals, I mean, anything can go. Anything can happen. You can have upsets at any point. But you kind of genuinely, or generally, I should say, know who's going to win. I have no idea in this one. Like This one, to me, is wide open. Uh, Colorado had those eight days off. 
I thought they'd be a little, you know, tepid at first. Oh, these guys came out absolutely flying in the game. And uh, this place is uh, they, just even the skill set on both teams. Like, it's incredible. So I think Tampa's going to get better. They were a little flat in that first period, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a series. Rupert, anything surprise you? Like, anything I read or hear people say on TV, like, oh, it's kind of as advertised. The game went how we thought it would with these two great teams. Was there any surprises? Um, I, maybe a, this is only a surprise because of how great he is. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky of, of Tampa, like this is a guy who a lot of people consider this right the now. Goalie. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. goalie in, uh, in Tampa is considered to be the best. He is the best goalie in the world right now. I don't think many would, would argue that, but, uh, some people are already saying that he's got the projections and, and where, what he's done already to be the best goalie to ever play the game. So, I mean, that's a little bit lofty. Uh, he's still got a lot of years ahead of him. But last night's game was the first game. It's It was the first game in his career in the playoffs that he gave up three goals in, in a period. And he kind of was fighting the puck early on. And so then he got better as the game went on. But this guy... This guy's numbers are unbelievable. We talked about it on the show before. Like when this guy comes off of a playoff loss, he's eighteen and one. Uh, he basically is working at about ninety four percent save percentage. Uh, he's he's dynamite. So uh, th- that was probably the biggest surprise. Is the one guy that you thought was an absolute staple, and the one thing that was going to be locked down really wasn't in the first period, and then that was just too much of a hole for Tampa. He he bounced back though. I think right. He did. He yeah. did. He made some big saves later on. He made some. But th- this is a guy though that's like he's just he's he's, he's, he's a, a robot. He's a robot. He's a different. Yeah, he's a different breed. And uh, I mentioned it on the show here before. Like he's literally he's 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 built like Gronk. Like he's huge. He's flexible. He's the best athlete. Um, at that position, uh, he could do a lot of different things, and, and he's got this killer instinct in his blood. So I'm, I'm expecting him to be absolutely lights out in game two. He's got toilet seats for hands, huh? That's what yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Gronk, Gronk, mm-hmm. got those yeah. big old fucking mitts. Go ahead, Nick. Rubber, uh, were you surprised at the Avs' speed? We talked about how good they are all season. Like you mentioned, the uh, President's Cup uh, potentially uh, was supposed to be there from day one, odds on favorite. But they just look so much faster than Tampa, and they were on them early. You mentioned Vasilevsky struggled a little bit early. Did that surprise you too, and is Tampa ready for that? Um, we talked to John Cooper, the head coach of the Lightning, on uh, media day. And this guy, the what I love about him is he just doesn't he doesn't speak all, you know, He's not speaking all in code and trying to hide things. Like, he'll just tell you how it is. And you can hear it in his voice. He's like, I'm, there is concern about the speed of Colorado. How are we going to handle that? We haven't seen that type of speed yet. Um, it was an issue. And uh, so, yes, we, we all thought that this team is fast. We've watched them in the playoffs. They were flying early on in that game. And here's the thing about it, too, is this team won game one. And I didn't really see Kale McCarr or talk about Kale McCarr too much or Nathan McKinnon. They were they were good. It's not like they were playing bad, but their other guys stepped up and their other speedy players, JT Comfer, um, Val Nichushkin, and then the big winner with Andre Burakovsky, man, and, and OT. So they they've got absolute weapons and they and they can absolutely fly out there. Nachushkin is a <laughs> fucking problem. Yeah. All these guys, the Bolts need to win. You're t- the Bolts are gonna win, right? Boats in five now, I guess, is what we're thinking. I, I don't see any way this series does not go seven. Jesus. I just I just think that both Who these two the teams time? are different. Who has yeah. the time? I need to be drinking out of Lordo by the time game yeah. seven is supposed to be around, Rupper. I know, man. But, hey, here's something that's uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys in, in your playing days come across a guy like this. And, and Nathan McKinnon, we've talked about this guy all the time. Like, he's one of those guys that we're always saying is up there with – 
with Connor, Sid, uh, best player in the world. Pasta. Like this guy's, yeah, it's pasta. Pasta traded. <laughs> oh, he said yeah. Pasta uh, traded. No way. So, so we he's Big tickled Rick. he's tickled that conversation right. And um, the thing with this guy, he's so tightly wound. Like he's just like he's 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 gonna explode at any second. That's what makes him great, right? Like he could just take over a game. He's got that Connor McDavid. I don't even want to call it the Connor McDavid. He's got what he does. He gallops and he could just go end to end and make a spectacular goal at any point in the game. But when things don't go his way, he gets frustrated and he tries to do too much. And I found in game one last night, like he's just like this all the time. Right. And it's like, I, I, he's had to carry the mail so long because he was on this team when they were shit. I played him in it. I played against him uh, when I was with the wild, our rookie, uh, his rookie year in the playoffs. And this kid, he was dynamic then. He had to carry them as a rookie. He had to carry them all these years. Now he's got the most talented team he'll probably ever play on. And it's like he needs to just trust that he's got other guys to step up. So, like, it might, an example, like in last night in the game, he's trying to make something out of nothing every play, which I love. I want guys like that, right? But I also want him to know, like, when you got to live <laughs> to fight another day on a play and not, not extend plays um, because you're trying to take over the game. Carson McKinnon, quarterback of the Washington Commanders, is what yeah. it sounds like. That guy, he's willing to die on every snap. Uh, but, which we love, right? Like We love. respect the shit respect, out of that. Respect, yes. But, it, but it's also like, hey, it's not a selfish thing. Like I don't want to make it sound like he's a selfish. He's not. He's the captain. But like, hey, you've got boys here too. Yeah. Like You don't have to dance three guys on this play and score a goal like maybe right now it's just about getting it behind him and getting on the four check so that's something i I expect him he got better as the game went on but man he was gripping that stick tight early on maybe mckinnon stops being selfish and just says you know what healthy scratch me next game yeah (laughs) i don't want to play no 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 don't get that out there he ain't selfish hey you know what? Nathan McKinnon's a Cole, Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. He trains with Sid in the offseason. So, I oh. mean, he, they're boys. They're like this. So, yeah, they're, 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 cut from the same, they're cut from the same cloth, man. And, well, he uh, should save himself for game three then. Yeah. He yeah. should healthy scratch. Why does he go to Pittsburgh if he's such good friends with Sid? Then? Yeah, why does he come? Well, because well, pasta's going there. So. What oh. the <laughs> Yeah, you know what, Connor? They, pasta's going there. There's only so much money to go around. I think they, they made that decision probably with pasta. You fucking go to hell, Rupper. You hear me? It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a good day for Boston. Yeah, so it was fucking Positivity Thursday. This fucking guy comes This in fucking here. guy. You got you got the open in the morning. You got the Red yeah. Sox in the afternoon. Yeah. And then the Celtics at night. And right there in the middle, no. oh, Boston's out of town. Oh, fuck oh, no. Fuck oh, no. Oh, a bit of a news dump by the Bruins <laughs> in the middle of the Super no. Boston day. Hey, hold on, hold on, though. Is that a fair exchange rate, Connor? Would you do that? Would you, would you would you take an NBA championship? If we said the only way that Celts are going to win. Oh, wow. The, sacri- yes. the sacrificial lamb is pasta to Pittsburgh. Yes. What would you do, for real? He said, well, that's a 2023 problem with pasta. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to live in the moment, I'd assume, here. Yeah, it's a fucking next year question, but yeah, I fucking would trade pasta yeah. for him. Right. Oh, oh, this guy doesn't even like the Bruins. I fucking would. I would. This guy doesn't yeah. even like the Bruins. You you stay out of hockey talk forever. Now. Everyone on the Bruins is out for fucking eight months, okay? We don't have a chance next year. Just give me the title right now. Another banner, huh? Tie your question for rubber. Rubber. The uh, Golden Knights just hired. Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, exactly. Send off Bruce Cassidy. Uh, I heard Stoner handpicked him. Is that true? And uh, <laughs> does this matter at all for the Knights going forward? Or are they going to still stink next year? No, man, they're not going to stink. I mean, they got to be healthy. I, I they they didn't stink this past season. They were un- well, they were not they weren't healthy, man. They 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 had a lot of uh, very valuable pieces out for extended periods. So 
Hey, that was the job, I think, out there on the market. There's a lot of coaching vacancies. Uh, that was the job. Why? Because you are literally taking on – it's not too often you get to pick up a team that is a contender. And like they're, they're in that hunt there. So uh, oh, yeah. Bruce Cassidy – Bruce Cassidy is uh, his his numbers don't lie. He's been incredible since he's come into the NHL. Uh, things just kind of ran their course there in Boston. Um, they went a different way and uh, are going a different way. And um, he gets to go there and and uh, kind of see if he can bring that magic again. He's got a great win percentage as a head coach, and it's it's they're still in the that window of winning now and they've got these contracts these contracts might start turning on them in vegas in a couple of years but right now they're still good contracts they just got to be healthy uh boston looking like they're moving on from everybody that's why you can say pasta's a pen well pasta's say it pen. again pasta's my friend say it again pasta's <laughs> a pen starting today pal mm. and you don't care you well, literally you just, just hey, said it. Yeah, I was traded. You just traded him. You traded him. I for so an NBA championship this year. Yeah, I would. But okay. I mean, we'll find out tonight what happens. And unfortunately for you, if we're, <laughs> winter we're classic, dude, winter classic. You're not even thinking about the winter classic. This is now, Connor. Not thinking about future. Think about that week with pasta oh. when the game's up there in Fenway and pasta and Sid and Gensi are putting highlights oh, out from the middle oh, of the man. fucking outfield. Oh. They're doing the, the stick dangles at that one kid on the fucking internet. Sure. Who's that guy on the... Uh, have you seen this dude? He's got the best handles in the history of handles. Which one? I mean, there's a few. Are we, are we, is he a hockey player or is he just like a no. guy like he likes to do tricks? He's a hockey player. He is, yeah, he's but, a trickster though. Dude, he, oh, wait, no. Are you talking about uh, Pavel Bar- Barber? I don't know. He tosses the stick like 10 oh, times yeah. and then There's, he catches no, the not, puck. Yeah, it's crazy. These guys, some of the things these guys do are nuts. Yeah, they do. They'll sit there. They'll, they'll do this with it and they'll throw it up in the air and the sticks rotate and they catch it on even like the shaft of the stick, yes. which is like, you know, like that wide. Right. And the, it's like half the width of the puck. So uh, these guys are nuts. Dangles that uh, obviously Boston Bruins fans will never see again. Yeah, these <laughs> fucking marks on the internet twisting their sticks. They're not skating out there with the boys. Well, Boston skating with the boys <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Tone. Your question for Rupper. Rupper, I got a question. Um, uh, great. <laughs> That's what's, good news. What's Darce doing in that? I mean, Frank Kuz is the guy. I mean, he's got a fucking he's got a nine four three save percentage, six and zero in the playoffs. He, it's not like he was bad last year or the year before either, too, when he had to play for the boys. What is what's Darce doing in that? Uh, yeah. So Darcy Kemper in game one. So he's been out for a while, a few weeks here with a with an injury. Francois came in. He was good, right? Like he gave them an opportunity to win. Um, I, I thought he was really good. I think that that shows. That they're in a good spot because I actually thought they're pretty vulnerable in that. Like if something happened, to Darcy Kemper, I didn't know. Pablo Francois has had he's had some long term injury. He didn't play for like a year, and uh, so he's had some stuff he's dealt with over the last uh, couple of seasons. But Darcy Kemper in game one, th- this is an interesting one to me because he is a very good goalie, like a solid, solid goaltender. He's been up for the Vesna for best goalie in the league for like the first. For usually like the first maybe half or three quarters of the season, then it kind of he has he kind of tailed off a little bit towards the end. But um, this is a guy that uh, he looked rusty last night. And the, the, here's the thing: they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, and his numbers to this point aren't really that great. But they don't have to be. And I think that this is where the problem is. And I played with Kemp's. I love him to death. I played with him in Minnesota. My bad. He has he has this. Um, Yikes. Everybody's talking about. Well, there's a goalie mismatch here. You got the best goalie in the world, and you got a really good goalie, but there's a significant gap there. 
Darcy Kemper's got to get that out of his head now. He's not, not Mike it's, Smith. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. It would be better if he's Mike Smith because Mike Smith don't give a fuck about anything. So, <laughs> so uh, but but he like, but he, he, you you can't sit there and be like, I've got to match Vassy. I got to match Vassy. I'm being frank. No one's going to really match Vassy. It's just not going to happen. Don't just just be good. Your team is a solid. It's almost the same Nathan McKinnon thing. You don't have to be great. Nobody has to be great. Everybody has to be good and play together, right? So uh, I don't know if he's, he's he's putting pressure on himself, but last night in the game, you can always tell, like, you know, you got the blue paint, right, the top of the crease. And when guys are coming down, when goalies come out and they're at the top of that blue paint or outside of it, you're like, this guy's got some balls. He, he's feeling it right now. He's confident. But when they stay back in the net, it's like they're eh, they're a little hesitant. They're not feeling so good. And he was like deep in his net last night. We, he is uh, that's the way he kind of plays sometimes. But he was way back in the net, and uh, he's got to be better. He's got to be better if they're going to be Tampa. Rup, Rup, quick uh, pivot. Your uh, your old coach Tortorella is he going to Philly? And, and what do you think? Yeah, he's going to do there. Uh, Philly's still in the NHL. <laughs> are they Flyers still? They didn't get relegated. I thought. I thought that's sure. what the Kraken were now. You don't win to, for, since when? The seventies? What? Oh, 75. 75. I thought you get relegated. Great documentary though. Well, the NHL, yeah, the Broad Street Bullies or whatever. Yeah, they were awesome. They've been living off of their name the entire time for the last fifty fucking years. Is there a point when the <laughs> NHL will say, "Get that team out of the league. They stink," or is Torts going to turn them around? That team needs an identity. And they need to go oh, back. Broad Street Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Losers. Yes. No, I you know it's true. Like, that's what the fans want. And, and I, I say this. Like, they, they've got loud, passionate fans. The one thing that has always been the case there, you can go into Philly and you could win. And as long as they win the fights, they don't give a fuck about anything else. Like, that's what this they, this fan base, they, 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 love, they love that taste of blood, man. And oh, yeah. – uh, so I don't know if the game's ever going to – not. I don't know. It will never go back to those days, the Broad Street Bully days. But they still need to have this, like, kind of – they need this fuck you attitude. And they need that. And you know what? Torts brings that. I hate to say it because I was sitting in a room there when Torts is telling us how disgusting these scumbags are and how we need to beat oh. the shit out of them. When I'm with the Rangers, now he's on the other side. So it might take some time oh. to get used to Yikes. that. Yikes. I mean, easy you know, it's just – Easy come, easy go. It's Torts yeah, to Boston. But it's a it's it's uh, Torts is a coach through and through. He uh, the guy he can he can get a lot out of groups and just look at the identity there. AJ and Columbus, man, that team. Regardless, even Torts has been gone here for a little bit. That team, like it's a it's a they're not good yet as far as winning a cup. But their they their identity and their expectations of when you walk in that door, this is how you carry yourself as a pro. That's all set. That's standard set. Like Torts laid that foundation. And is going on. They need that in Philly because it's kind of been a little bit of uh, a freelance show out there in Philly for the last couple of years. Not kind of. I mean, they stink. Yeah, they're bumps. <laughs> yeah, they. It all correlates with that scumbag Grizzy or yeah, that, <laughs> that Looney Tune really? mascot. Oh, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Man. Torts if uh, when this. I, so right now it's it's yeah that the job ugly the job, fucking yeah. mutton curly hair job. Yeah. The job was offered. To, oh, the job was offered, <clears throat> from my understanding, offered the torts. They're desiring out the details, so I'm sure it'll get done. It's Fuck. not official. It's not official yet, but I cannot wait for the first interaction with Gritty. 
because torts Grady. will not put up with that shit at all. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's going to be coming in and gritty, you know, he's going to come in and try to do his thing. And he's, he's uh, the most popular mascot in probably hockey. And, uh, torts is going to be like, no, get this fucking thing out of my face. Gritty, great athlete skates. Well, I yeah. believe mm-hmm. everywhere. It feels like, yeah. but the only reason why gritty is the most popular is because he's the only success story out of Philadelphia in some time. That's right. You know what? Hey, do you guys remember though? Do you remember? I mean, whether it's, some of the viewers here, whether it's hockey fan or not, um, when gritty came out and they launched gritty, like Nikki, you remember that? Like they, yeah, when they came the out, blue line, big so they, pieces. so they, they came out with their like flyers, new mascot. And they showed this thing. And it was like, everyone's like, there's no way this is, this is a spoof. Like, this is a Saturday Night Live skit. Like, he looked like, you know, he's like, he looked like he's living in a dumpster, like cracked out, like (laughs) whatever. It was a disaster. And and I think it's, it's funny the way that things in marketing, the way you could spin it. I think they, I don't know. I'd love to see a documentary on the the origination of Gritty. Because I think what happened is they came out and they're like, yeah, we like this thing. We think it's going to be good. And then they saw everybody. It was a laughing stock. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to pivot here. And then they just grabbed the hold of it and they, they ran with that part of it, right? Like, I think it was supposed to be like a legitimate mascot. And then everyone's just like, well, is this is this real? And it just blew up. They put him on everything. He was on the late night talk shows. He was uh, the crossover in other sports. And uh, I don't know. Just stay away from Taurus. He'll bite your head off. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. But once again, Gritty was really the only NHL thing that they had in that city. Oh, for yeah. So long. You know, because for a long time, they're just known as a bunch of people that get on the ice and lose to everybody all the time. Yeah. yeah. And that's a shame because Philadelphia seems like a city that's really all in on the sport of hockey. They just don't have a team that's worth a fuck. So hopefully they'll be able to find that thing. Yeah. Last question here, Rupp. We appreciate you. I would love the Flyers fans, huh? If I ever met them and hung out with them and I was a part of them, I, I would fit in just fine. You think, Rupp? Yeah, yeah, I think you would. It's uh, that's a shame, then. Yeah, it's just you know, what, dude. It's just a, it's a. I don't know. It's just a place. that's easy. It's easy to hate. No, it's easy to, like to uh, dislike. Yeah, you know say. what I mean. Like, and, and and I say that, and I told you guys this before, and I've said it numerous times. Maybe part of it's built in me. I always wanted to be a flyer. I always wanted to be with the big bad, you know, the Flyers teams with yeah, the, the right. Legion of Doom and all those big guys. I never got the opportunity, so I always embrace that. Like, you know what? Whatever team I'm on, I I, I played in, against them in the division, Pittsburgh, um, Rangers, Devils. Where it's like, you know what? If I can't be one of you guys, and I'm not going to be in there, I'm gonna make your life fucking miserable. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in there and play that same style Hell against yeah. you. So I thought that it was just like a natural dislike, and I uh, just kind of carried on after after hockey was done. Well, that's awesome to hear. And you're from Cleveland, that's why. Yep. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so so see, Cleveland and Pittsburgh side can 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 come together um, in the dislike of Philly. In the well, dislike, see, is I that thought real? What, I thought what you did was you came together with Philly for your dislike of Pittsburgh. There, that's why you were like, "Oh, let me go over Philly. I'm gonna play like that." Oh no, 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 no. Like I was in, I was in Philly, or I was in Pittsburgh, and it was like, "Fuck you" to Philly when we went. What do you mean? Yes, I didn't cross those colors. Didn't yeah? Listen, I got, I got some orange in my blood, but it ain't orange and black. Like, come on, what man. is it? Brown. Come on. Poop. Poop. <laughs> you guys got a quarterback? What's going huh? on? Oh, you guys got a quarterback on that team? Oh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, jeez. got finals. Let's, uh, let's worry about that down the road, I guess, right? Yeah, please. You guys might not have, fuck, you guys might not have a fucking team next year. You know that? A couple years ago, Super Bowl contender conversation yeah. happening. You win a playoff mm-hmm. game. Now you guys go, You guys play with 10 players on the offenses. Hey. The Browns is I, the Browns. No, I don't say that. It's don't true. say that goofy stuff. The Browns is the Browns. It's not goofy. 
We didn't say it. Other people said it, but it does seem like it's getting echoed by a lot of people because yeah. Browns is making Browns decisions. Yeah. Yep. And Browns situations is happening to the Browns yet again. The Browns win, and then the Browns can't handle winning, so the Browns is the Browns, and they try to dock themselves out of the, the, the dub column. That's what's happening, everybody's saying. Jeez. I don't want to be negative because it's a super positive Thursday, but that's what everybody's saying. <laughs> you know what I mean, Robert? I don't love it. Yeah. Let's get back to Stanley Cup. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rob, Braden Point made his return last night. How long does it actually take a guy to kind of get back into the flow of the game? Like uh, Kucherov and Plot had an unbelievable little goal. Is that like a set play, or is that something that's just chemistry that you uh, kind of build with your line? Those guys, how beautiful is that, right? Sweet. So they, they do such a good job of like um, – <clears throat> so you get a couple staples in, in, in when you're going on offense, right? So if it's a three-on-two, uh, you get a guy driving the net straight down the middle. You go down there, and it, it's going to push back the defense, and it's going to create some seams for passes. In this situation, I think it was kind of like a two-on-two. And in two-on-two, you don't want to just go in your lane two-on-two two and just have a defenseman in front of you. It's too easy to, to cover. It's just like basically 1v1 on each side. Getting some crisscrossing, is, is, it creates confusion because you don't know if you're going to have a switch under from the defenseman, if they're going to stay with the guy they had, or it just creates some confusion. Those guys came in. I think it started with uh, it started with a drop pass first. They switched behind each other yeah. and uh, just created some confusion. Kucherov's just filthy, man. This guy is incredible. Uh, if he... I. I you know what he is like? He he's got some Evgeny Malkin in his blood. Like oh. he's got that he's got that like that fuck you in his blood. And he sometimes it gets the best of him. If something if he gets frustrated, he'll go out there and just cross check someone in the chin and just take his take a suspension. But uh those are the <laughs> Those are the things. Hockey's the best. But dude, yeah. chance guy's but, upset, he'll go put a stick through somebody's mouth and will <laughs> be a five-minute and who cares. But that's the things that make these guys great. So, like, for you know, to, to keep it a, you know, Malkin-centric, but, like, Gino has always been that guy that you know, like, hey, just try to be smart here. We don't need a penalty or whatever. <laughs> But you can't. But you. But you if can't strip. You you can't strip him of that. You can't strip him of that. Like he's got to. He's got to cross that line once in a while because he toes it all the time. Same thing with Brad Marchand, uh, Connor. Like oh, yeah. you can't just say, you know what? If you do any more of this, you're out of here. That's what makes that guy great because he's on the edge. He wants to rip your heart out. Like that's what this Kucherov does. So keep an eye on him. He made an awesome play in that game, but he's going to have to do some heavy lifting. I think that. Uh, Tampa, I don't know which way it's going to go, and Kucherov's going to have to be a big driving uh, factor. But uh, Braden Point being back, huge bonus. 18 minutes last night. I didn't see that comment to answer your question. It does take a little while to get back into the mix, but adrenaline is a crazy thing. It'll take over for a couple games, so I would say probably maybe four or five games in this series he might be hitting a wall as far as uh, how in shape or, or, or lack thereof that he is right now. Adrenaline's a hell of a drug. All right, real quick before we get out of here, who wins and how many games? I'm going Tampa in seven. Yeah! Yeah, hey, hold on, just real quick. I, I saw when uh, our boy Big Rig was on the other day. It was awesome on your show. Thank you. Did you guys, what were you guys feeling last night when he flipped that puck over the glass at the oh, end of regulation? He was just testing the boys. He said, yeah. hey, yeah. We're gonna have to, this is what we're going to have to do whenever. Uh, it's, Robert, it's is like, that just say, unlucky? Yeah, it's totally unlucky, AJ. Because, like, you're. You, He's going high off the glass because he's doing his job, making sure that puck's getting out of the zone. So he wants to hit high off the glass. The puck was rolling. And when the puck's rolling, it's like you almost scoop it by accident. You can't fucking tell. Like you're you're going, you're trying to make this play at a high speed and things are happening. And that puck rolls. And as soon as he gets a little flick and that thing's rolling, it's it's unpredictable. You don't know where it's going to kind of go. 
and he shoots it out, and I'm like, I'm sitting there. I remember I turned next to the guys I was sitting with watching. I'm like, what do you think he's feeling right now in the penalty box? Oh, like, yeah, like he's sitting there. So they, they that goes into, and it, this is the worst part about it too. That ends regulation, and then overtime's going to start oh, that way too. So oh. now he's got 20 minutes to think about the 30 second power play Colorado's going to have coming out. They kill it off, and then they score, and then go like the next shift. So, but it's good they didn't score on his. Uh, hopefully, he gets a big goal for Tampa, and they win in seven. I hope so. And uh, the group text popped off immediately. Yeah. So the same thing you thought, we all thought. Like, oh, oh. oh, oh my big rig. We appreciate you, though, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Rupp, thank you. Yeah. Guys. Thank you. I don't know what song was going to play next on the commercial, but no chance it was going to keep up with our no. harmonizing on that fucking Jason Aldean. Song. Not a chance. Most of it was the chicken fried Applebee's commercial. You weren't as Jason Aldean? Well, that's that song. The whiskey, corn, yeah. frisky <laughs> is Luke. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we got to answer some phone calls to get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Celtics tonight. Oh, the series is going to end, right? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> that's two times you've done that to people on yeah. the show. Yeah. Why are you so mad? I didn't, yell, I didn't say shut the fuck up to rapper. I did tell him. Use a fucking son of a bitch for saying something like is that. Is that? Did you sure you didn't tell him to shut the fuck up? No, I'm positive. I think I'm positive. Okay. What you tell him? Fuck off. He may, yeah. may have said fuck you. Yeah, I think I said fuck you. You son issues, of a bitch. Man. Yeah, but a little bit aggressive. Yeah, man. it's supposed to be a good so. Boston day. It is a good Happy. Boston day, but it's also high velocity, high you know tension in the air. If we don't win tonight, we're going home. Got a long time. You think I want to watch baseball for the next four months? I don't. No, because well, the Sox you know, are losing to the worst team in the league. That's right not now. true. There. Wait, they're losing right now. Right yeah. now, yeah. Pirates. Oh no, they're losing to Pirates. Pirates are not. Pirates are pretty good to the this year. Red okay. Pirates won last night. Okay. All right. Well, that ruined my long shot again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This team can't help but fuck me. You know what I mean? They win when we need them to lose. They mm-hmm. lose every other time when they're trying to win. The end of the season will come and be very brutal for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. The trade will happen. Whoever's playing good for the Pirates right now, getting these wins that we're happening to get, they'll be out of time. They'll yeah. be making money elsewhere. They'll be winning pennants other other places. Aaron Judge is going to break 60. Is this first time since uh, uh, the needle era that somebody got above 60? Uh, I don't know, but it'd be the first time in a while for sure. Yeah, guys just don't hit 60. How many does he have? Uh, he has 25 right now. On pace to hit 65 is what I heard. Yeah. I mean, that in the post-juice era, I feel like we haven't seen that. Yeah, so... A lot of people are going to be asking questions. Ty, I assume he's okay to answer them. Well, Mike Trout yeah, always hits a bunch of dollars. He's 6'9", 270. I mean, six, that's, that's why he's hitting a lot of – he's a big fucker. How tall? 6'9", oh, yeah. 270. Aaron Judge is six foot fucking nine. <laughs> yeah, well, and Spike's probably – I think he's probably like actually like 6'7", but he is a massive human being. Stan, too. Did he grow up playing baseball and football and everything? Yeah. He's a Red Sox fan. Bro. It doesn't matter. He's hitting home runs for the Yankees. The Red Sox yeah. are losing to the worst team in mm-hmm. baseball. He was at my buddy's wedding. He is massive. So just think about him back in the juice era. Oh, yeah. If he would have been able to just eat all He'd those. He'd be 320. 320. home runs. He'd be one. Because, you know, they had like check swings hitting home runs with those new baseball, those mm-hmm. baseballs or whatever. He'd be able to one-arm dingers if he was just taking all the shit that everybody was taking back in the day. Good for him. Congrats. Man. Yeah. That boy, Aaron. Also good for uh, the next long shot bonanza if we do it. Aaron Judge probably going to hit a dinger. Yeah, he's honestly, he's good for about every other day at this point. Every other game, if you 
if you get on in there, he probably hits a homer, you know, about every seven, eight at bats. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Fire Energy Phone. Go to fireenergy.com. Use promo code McAfee to receive 10% off your order at fireenergy.com. Let's go to Zach in Columbus. <laughs> Zach, what's going on? OH! I-O! Yeah! Hell yeah. Patty, AJ, boys, how we doing? Keep it moving, Zach. You're awesome, dude. (laughs) You're fucking awesome, Pat. (laughs) You're fucking awesome, Zach. What do you want to talk about, man? Hey, boys, I got a question. How do you feel about the Baltimore Ravens and Derek Wolf and this injury settlement? He just had his second hip surgery after a couple weeks ago. He just got caught, or not caught, but carrying a 300-pound bear on his back. So. I don't think I know enough about this situation. No. We'll look into that and we'll answer it tomorrow, though. We'll, that is something Wolf. I do not want to speak about until I know because there's probably some insurance fraud issues that could potentially be going on there. Uh, I want- you say he had a 300-pound bear on his back? Yeah. Barrel. Barrel. I'll say I have that picture. Mulch, maybe. I thought it was bear. Yeah, yeah we don't know. know enough about that to dive into it. We're going to have to do that. Last phone call here. Let's go to Jordan in Michigan. What's going on, Jordan? Hey, AJ boys. How you doing? Hey, keep hey, it keep moving, moving, Jordan. Which part? In northern Michigan? Um, <laughs> so I'm from the Lansing area. Foxy, you know the Lansing area. Yes, sir. No, he doesn't. That's western Michigan. Uh, no, middle. You're west of 313. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, correct. Yes, west of 313. By about an hour and a half. Yep. You guys could not do that because you weren't in there. Nope. You're west where all the yups are. Anyways, <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Jordan? So, uh, my favorite fighter is fighting his last, if not his second to fight, the second to last fight of the of his career this weekend, Cowboy Cerrone. What do y'all think of it? And I also think he'd be a great guest on the show, Pat. Okay, Jordan, hopefully we'll be able to get him on someday. What are your thoughts on it? He, he's uh, obviously very popular, very famous, always brings good numbers. His best days behind him, no? Hey, I'll say this right now. I just looked up his odds this morning. He is plus 170 to win by TKO or KO. You like so it? Those are some pretty good odds. You like it, Jordan? Oh, hell yes. I love it. Cowboys are only for days. All right, Jordan, okay. we appreciate that. If we get a chance to get him on here, I hope so. Uh, hell, hell of a career, sir. Yeah. Yeah. If it's his, his last fight, I want to thank him for sacrificing his body for our entertainment. Now, he did get paid for it, so it was his profession. Mm. But on the other hand, I feel like we enjoyed his ride a lot more than he did while he was in there. Uh, can't wait to see what happens this weekend. Hopefully he gets a win at plus 170 for my guy Jordan. Take yeah. that knockout. Let's, let's get the hell out of here. Who's winning tonight? The Boston Celtics are going to win tonight. All right. All right. That's a lock. Hammerdown will be on the other side, giving out more bets. You guys are hot. Gumpy's living his Gumpy's best out. life. Can't wait to watch at YouTube.com forward slash hammer. Don. Uh, you are the best. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.